0: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Here's Tominaga, three, up, and down. Woo! Yeah. It was transition D. Yeah. How about the
1: Huskers rolling to the rim? Walker with two and a chance for one more after the timeout. Short on that shot, Lawrence, a career high 13 points on the push. Tominaga waits three, up, He wasn't even looking at the rim when it went through go in. Watch the release. He doesn't even look to see if it goes in. He knows. Watch him turn his head. Oh, that's cool, Jerry. (laughs) Wanted to get the crowd into it right away. They were phenomenal. Uh, Right from, you know, that that first half, they they gave us an unbelievable lift. We were flying around. I thought our contests were maybe as good as they've been all season. And uh, came out, got a basket to start the second. Derek scored it to put us up 14. And then, obviously, it unraveled from there. And, you know, give Michigan State credit, they came out and, and made shots. I think they made their first five threes in the second half. And then they got comfortable and confident, and that's how this game is.
2: Coffee and cream of the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Alongside Damon Benning and Andrew Rogers, we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Catch us live on Twitter, live on YouTube, or if you're in your car, Don't be watching the stream, just turn the radio dial, find 590, you can get us there. We're having some fun this morning, Wednesday, not Friday as DB thought yesterday, but, you know, give them some grace. There's a big game tonight down at PBA, and when you think high school basketball, you don't think Wednesday night.
3: Correct. So I was a little off. The whole day was screwed up, and I felt like we were a little lax. Yesterday, which led me to believe we're heading into a Friday kind of long weekend, we had the kind of the staff lunch, and everybody's kind of shooting the breeze, and I forgot. It did kinda like,
2: feel like a Friday
3: with all the events. You know what I mean? That so took was, place after the show. So I was kind of, was a little off, but I'm better. I mean, full disclosure: as we t- listen to Coach Weberg so I only knew, you know, I try to stay in my little bubble when it comes to sports. And this is an absolute true story. So my sister is in town from St. Louis. She came with my nephew to the game. Did she bring emos? <laughs> no, and I forgot. Darn. But she said she's coming. I think she's coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, but So I'm in my little corner, right? I'm sitting, and she's not around me enough during competitions to know that Like, I don't want to know until I can know. Like, if I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch all the way through. If I'm not, I don't want to know until I get home. So she flashes me her phone, and she says, hey, did you see the Nebraska score? It's 25 to 12. No. Nice. Right? Didn't think another thing of it. I'm dialed into the game. I get in the car. My radio's on 590. So it's maybe like a minute into the half or something like that, and or it's early and i hear ken say hey you know uh i think it was hogard somebody's at the line flying. He goes, 48 4841 so i was like dang that's the last i that's the la-. change the channel was was talking um to mike in the car so i go home and i start the game over right I had no idea what was about to happen. Happen, in the, I because I didn't know the final, mm-hmm. so I'm watching this unfold real time, and I think Nebraska's on like, maybe only their fifth or sixth minute of the scoring drought. I think it got to eight eight maybe yeah, and I was floored. I was like, I kept this a secret from myself for this. Mm-hmm. For this, and I couldn't believe it. And I was going through the gamut of emotions, too, because this whole time you got to think, I'm thinking they're going to win. And it was a little bit of fool's goal because I don't know how much you got into it, but like there was a stretch where Michigan State had cut it to three. I think it was 48 45 or something like that. And, and Nebraska takes a timeout, and they come out They get a little two point possession. I think Tomonaga hit one. And they go to zone they go to a zone they go to like a two three zone, and michigan- Michigan State misses the shot. they get a rebound, to come down, comes down, I think he hits a three, ah, uh, or Derek Walker had a put back, maybe then it was a three, and then all of a sudden it was ten again, and I was like, shoot, unconventional, right? They zoned a team that was pretty hot from three that's what confused me, and well, you see that some like I told you that little anecdote a couple weeks ago about when we were talking about Creighton one day with Ba and he goes, "You know, this sounds weird, but and I can't remember what team this was. This was maybe about two or three years ago." He goes, "I'd zone him," because I would zone Creighton. He goes, "I know it sounds weird, but this is why." And so I know sometimes people will 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 play. That will go to that zone for different reasons, and uh, I'm watching that thing unfold, and I'm floored. I, I, I like my 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 jaws open because. I didn't expect anything further than what I was witnessing in that second half after Nebraska pushed it back to 10 Mm -hmm. in the second half that they weren't going to score for who knows when. I was like, O-M-G. They just couldn't throw it in the ocean. I was like, yeah, I I was pretty mad. I just like that I kept that a secret from myself. Okay, tunnel vision. And I was like, eh, I could have fast forward.
2: Yeah, to add to your point, though, moving to a zone, and I know it works every now and then. It but slowed it, them
3: down for a little bit.
2: It did, but with how well Michigan State was passing and how well they were shooting the ball, it was like almost like are we, are we wanting them to keep? Shooting the three, are we wanting them to keep just working the ball around the perimeter because that's what they were doing really well?
3: Ooh, 12 of seventeen. The rotation
2: wasn't very good either nah, on that. Just tone. just a guy like I mean, this. There's, there's one point if you if you go back and watch, uh, a, a, the three ball was it from Walker? Greasel was inside the perimeter and he was running to the block to the top of the key, mm-hmm. and then he realized that hey. There's also a man over here, and we have too many people bunched up here, wide open three. The movement wasn't very good by Nebraska inside the three-point line. But aside from all of that, the reason Michigan State got all the way back, it wasn't because they shot the living stew out of the basketball in the second half. It was because Nebraska could not make a shot when it mattered most.
3: Although they did shoot the pee out of it. How about this for a funny little did you know? Michigan State took eight less shots in the second half than they did in the first. 36 shots in the first half, 28 in the second half. They made nine more field goals than they did in the first half. I mean, that is, I mean, write that one down. you are they, 10 of, 10 of 36 in the first half? And they were 19 of 28 in the second half. You're insane when it comes to numbers. Like, do you know what I'm saying, though? Like, who does that?
2: When you're making shots. Eight less shot attempts,
3: nine more makes.
2: They had a a couple of O boards in that first half, which led to, you know, a secondary offensive possession. But aside from that, when you're making shots, it's easy, right? You shoot 12 of 17 from three in the second half.
3: The rest got a little careless with the Rock, man. But some of those little bunnies and those floaters that d walk normally knocks down those weren't going and then they started started kind of forcing a few things too from the perimeter and i was kind of getting a good vibe because when i checked my when i checked my dms on the way home from high school game i looked and balked up my man lance we talked to yesterday about the quarterback play which guy the way got me thinking i still don't know anybody that thinks casey thompson's gonna win that job except for lance He's still the only guy because that, that call kind of stirred some conversation in my sphere of influence. And, mm-hmm. But I don't think he's crazy, right? Because I've been saying all along, this is what kind of temperament you need. Don't count Casey Thompson out. And now, shoot, the more reps he gets. But anyway, before I get too sidetracked on that, his DM said, because we were talking about consistency, he, all his DM said to me was Greasel equals consistent. So he must have got. He must have thought he's still probably in the first half because I didn't look back and see what right. time he sent it. But all of that set the stage for me not knowing what the outcome was last night as <laughs> so I'm watching that thing, and my jaw just dropped. Some of those. What do you think of the degree of difficulty for the shots that Michigan State was making? Not very tough or pretty. Because or, it, I think
2: it depended on. <laughs> if they were checking themselves, if they were hot, or if they were just rolling. Uh-huh. I mean, for more times than not, it seemed like they were just rolling. An open shot here, an open shot there, but then there was a hand in their face. There was one where Hoiberg defended the heck. Oh, the one that Akins hit? The heck out of Aikens. <laughs> I mean, you watch that, and you think Hoiberg yeah. could not have yeah. defended that better, and it just falls.
3: Jaden Akins shot that fell. thing last Excuse night, me. man. <laughs> what did he finish with? I think he made five or six. Say that again. Aikens, what? Yeah. What? What was he from? Seventeen. He no. Five from, of nine from three. Five of nine. Fourteen from the field. Yeah, that's just silly. Yeah, they got it going, man. I, I just, I, just the not knowing the outcome and kind of going through that thing in my head, man. I was like, golly, man. And, and I was kind of, oh yeah, man. Good switch to the zone out of the timeout, man. Two, three, kind of, kind of slowed and down. And it's great
2: to change things up in and, in and he was trying,
3: right? And I felt like that was gonna be. Like one of those little key buttons that he pushed during the course of a game that he sometimes doesn't get credit for that was going to turn out to work, right? But he just couldn't get enough stops, man. Well, and that's State. it, because
2: Greasel said that, too, at the end of the game. The offensive drought was linked to the fact that they could not get defensive just, stops. Just couldn't get stop. And when you just see three ball after three ball going into the hoop, I mean, you're just feeling defeated as you yeah. inbound the basketball, like – how do we stop them? And then you're thinking about that as you're going on offense.
3: It's just, it's just, a, it's just a straight – basketball is one of those. And we've seen some crazy runs this season of, of leads blown and then teams stretching leads. It's such a streaky thing. We watched Creighton this past week go 20 minutes without making a three. Sharman made that one three at the 16-minute mark. I think they missed 13 or 14 more and didn't hit another one until, like, oh, it was a ways into the second half. And, and I'm we've thinking, seen that a lot this year from And I'm like, game. It, it just the gamut of emotions that have. Sh- shoot, last night Westside was up 11. That game was 69-58. And all of a sudden it's 69-69 going into OT. And you're like, you went three quarters without turning over the basketball and making free throws to this? Like, it, it, it's just it's such a streaky sport. I, I mean, even in the NBA last night, Golden State ends up winning by 18, and at no point until they went on their run did they give you the inkling that they were going to win that game. It's just – it sounds too easy to say a make-or-miss league, but, man, when shots are going and you – what Coach Hoyberg say in the presser? Well, you know, and you could tell they were shooting the ball with confidence, and that's a lot of what this game is. And I was just like, man, you're not no kidding. When, when you're feeling good about yourself, you're like – and I, I go I, back.
2: I, go back to what I texted you midway through that West Side game. I said it's a good thing Tate Advani showed up. Yeah, well, because hey, that dude was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna fire until I miss."
3: Yeah, he's gonna shoot that thing. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, "Easy, big fella," <laughs> but Although, but we needed somebody to shoot the basketball last night because we just weren't very aggressive. But I, it was. Uh, Link and I played hard, man. They, yeah, they did, and, and they, they they defied the never scouting. Never went away. They defied the scouting report too. Never
2: went away. I, it's funny. I texted Caleb before the game, wishing him good luck. She passed along his number to me, and he texted me back after the game. And uh, the last thing that I texted him before I hit the pillow was, and I knew I could poke fun, maybe play at him a little bit because they won the game. Mm. But I just texted. Oh, the two missed free throws. I go free throw. Yeah,
3: seventy-one se- percent. Se- wow, shooter. He's ten of 12 twelve so, two games ago.
2: So locked down four, from the line. Four of
3: four long, in the first long. half. And and it's funny because he He pulled in last night. He didn't want to eat. He was wanted to shower and 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 get back to bed. And he goes, man, because I can't believe how I let what I thought should have been a lane violation get in my head. I was like. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not. But you know, It's it's like I, I just couldn't believe the frenetic pace that they played with when they just had to calm it down. They, they drive me. If they ever just like situational awareness – drives me bonkers you're up three in overtime against bellevue west with less than two minutes to go and you go one on three you're up eight last night and you shoot two threes with less than two minutes to go you don't need it like (laughs) what are you doing so sometimes they make it hard on themselves but yeah
2: i even thought that last look before ot was like man you couldn't find something better like you guys couldn't move around a yeah, little Yeah, I and wanted to set up some type yeah. of structured play to really he, and he get had, going.
3: CJ had two guys open on the wing too. And I don't really fault for I, I'm not
2: not in it. It wasn't moment, a it no. wasn't
3: a great shot, but I you know, once they didn't initiate the offense until under 7 seconds, I was losing my mind. Cuz I just don't think guys in high school, and I see this a lot. The whole under 10 thing, it's a bunch of malarkey unless you're Finishing at an elite, not to go up Matt Rule, unless you're finishing at an elite clip at the end of game situations, give yourself a chance at a miss. The whole under 10, get your, nah get man, the last you, you guys aren't efficient enough. If, if you score with four seconds left, that's fine. Make them have to make a play. Don't don't be, you know, not giving yourself a chance at an offensive right. rebound. yeah.
2: I agree with that. I also agree, though, on the side of the under 10 more times than not, because if you do finish at the rim, if you give the other team four seconds, you know a three's coming. And then all of a sudden, if they do make that shot, if you could have had OT or the win versus, hey, you lose by one at at the buzzer, I can understand both. But I know where you're coming from when you say, hey, unless you are, because you see it a lot in college, these guys can make acrobatic plays. You you know you you, see you, Kansas, take, you see take Kansas close out Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah. You take some contact. You toss it high off the glass and it falls in. And a lot of times I'm like, man, like how do they have that much time to think about? Okay, I'm going to release the ball here. It, you know, it comes second nature when you do it yeah. so many times over and over and over again. But. To finish at the rim through contact is one of the hardest things to do, especially when you don't have size. And a lot of guys that don't have size are the best at doing it.
3: Yeah, and and they let them play last night too, so you weren't going to get a ton of calls. And then in the second half, you know, it's halfway through the third quarter and each team's got like five team fouls. I'm like, how did we get to ten fouls already like we guys are getting knocked over and the whistle never blows and all of a sudden got got a ton of whistles and so i think they struggled to kind to kind of adjust to the way that the game was being called to but thank goodness i they're both playing in state and not just the one because that made it a lot easier on you that was a cool
2: tweet by the way last night
3: Oh, Being Ma- able to tweet that. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Maya and Caleb and Micah at yeah. what age were they?
3: Oh, I think so, seventh and sixth.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, that's a cool tweet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Because Micah's Proud like. Proud dad moment. Micah's like four in that picture. And, you know, she was so cool. She, she plays tonight, obviously. And she's sitting right in front of me last night at the game. And she's on her phone. And I, I just. I'm like, well, what's going on? I said, what are you doing, babe? It's like, oh, just watching film. So I just took a picture of her watching the action that there, she's gonna see today from North Star and I sent it to her coach Paulson. I was like, Hey, you're in her head, nice work, like best wishes tomorrow <laughs> You know, like she's watching film and she's trying to support her brother, so it was cool. I it was a we weir- it was kind of a surreal night. There's so many guys that our summer kids play with that we grew up with. You know the Connor Millikens, the Tate Adobatis, the Neil Mossers, uh, Aiden Zickman in Central City, like all these guys that play on their their fifteen U's, their sixteen U's, they're all playing in state. And as a matter of fact, I Pretty think incredible. I think all but one in the last five years of summer basketball, six are playing in state. And if he'd have been healthy. He could have given his chance to play a state, and that's Will Cooper at Millard South. He's he's the he's he's the only one, in, and and Stu no fault of his own other than just injury. Because I told you, remember when district started? I go, shoot, man, Boudreaux, a healthy Will Cooper. They're healthy now. They kind of scare me. <laughs> you <laughs> did bit. say that.
2: You're like, I don't really <laughs> know if I if I can just write these guys. Yeah, on. right.
3: Because I just I, I this Millard South scared me a little bit, but. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to see everybody playing in the in the postseason. Oklahoma Tyler was sure to reiterate that because in, so his kiddo, uh, you know, Millican. Don't, it's going to be a good state tournament, but it starts today with the girls, man. I'm pretty pumped because I actually think you're asking me off air. It's going to be tough. Because I think
2: it's especially pre- in Class A, I th-
3: it's pretty wide open. I th- shoot, and you're not going to get this deep in the weeds. I think the toughest outside of A is Prop. Go ahead, give it to I,
2: me. I would say the toughest outside of A is C two. Correct.
3: <laughs> Good on you for doing
2: your. So, sca- you C2. get a little down for that. Get- C two Crofton is. I mean, they're always a one seed. It seems mm. always. Yeah. I mean. Uh, what what they've been able to accomplish up there is incredible. I feel like the Arns girls are, are always just <laughs> cycling through. I mean, how many kids do they have? I don't know. Uh, but every every year it's a new Arns, and and uh, just like I I, all
3: com- I completely play. agree with you. C two is by far the most Oakland difficult. Craig is that's, a really good team. That's as who well. I'm going to go with. But they have Ponca. I, the I know. No, I believe and me.
2: Ashlyn Kingsbury. I mean, her dad, former Iowa guy. Look at uh, you. This this girl can absolutely ball, and they played. Crofton and Ponka played. What was it? Two, two. years ago, um, and that was the story that I uh, put together for um, um, Kendall Taney, the kid that. Had oh, the, heart the 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 the
3: uh-huh. the piece that you mm-hmm. sent me a, a few months that ago.
2: Crofton super fan. Um, so they were playing each other in the finals that day, and gosh, Ponka had that one too. Car- Crofton came back it's, and won that game.
3: Here's the deal. I, and I went with Oakland Craig kind of reluctantly. I'm a little biased just because there's been like six or seven years of following their football program as they've made these runs. And their old athletic director uh, is a good buddy who's now at Malcolm. And uh, I, it, it's one of those if they get past the first, then I could see it. But it's it should be... I don't think it'll be real chalky and it could be shoot, A's gonna be tough. Now B is a little bit I mean, it's got to monster.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> right.
3: So Absolutely. B- best wishes with that. But I think A's wide open. Uh Miller South's gotta stay healthy 'cause they don't they're not deep. Lincoln High's gotta shoot it uh with a little bit of efficiency. Miller North has got to take good care of the basketball. They are knocked down. Bellevue East is going to be dangerous. Bellevue West, for me and them, watching them, it's all about how hard they play in their shot selection because they're talented. This thing is, is it's wide the heck open.
2: Our poll question of the day, which you can vote at H Varsity Radio, is who are you taking in Class A? With the NSAA Girls Basketball State Tournament beginning today, who are you taking? Millard South, the one seed. Millard North, the two seed. Like it either the three or
3: the field. And I listen. I almost I like Coach. I like Bryce. I like Notice house basketball coach. I told you sometimes, you know, I he's one of those people. I think you have to spend some time with because if you see him on the surface and you're coaching against him, you're like, "Ooh man, this guy I, seems mean. This guy's not for me." Right? right? <laughs> he's going to tell you how it is. He, you know, he plays a certain way, but. And I was hope I almost was hoping. Now I'm obviously cheering for Millard North. There's no question about that. But for sanity's sake, I was almost hoping Millard South wouldn't be a one seed because I believe, and I have to double check. Somebody help me out here on social media. I think Millard South had four or five one seeds in the past five or six years without a championship you are
2: either right on the nose So I was like,
3: ooh, like, somebody else get the one (laughs) just so I can see, you know. But go Mustangs. That's all I know at the end of the day for sure.
2: When we come back, I'll set up the show, and I'll also tell you the best thing I saw last night. That's next. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending,
0: Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. They were getting a lot of easy baskets. What was your emphasis on
3: the defensive end coming in?
0: It was really complicated. We we decided to do a bunch of different things, you know, so we went in the lab and we said, would somebody please guard somebody? That's all we did. (laughs) That's genius. Well, let me tell you, these guys have been knocked on that canvas in the last three weeks. I mean, so all you people back there were Spartan strong.
2: Was that Dickie V or Tom Izzo? I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guard somebody? <laughs> it's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. I apologize if you hear some sniffles on the other end. I feel under the weather today, even though the weather seems pretty nice
3: today. The sun
2: is out already. Sun
3: it, is out. Did we look this Freezing up yesterday? Cold.
2: Was I with you? That's is daylight go, savings already, time you know? ending?
3: I here think soon? it's a- The 12th. Yeah, we talked about it and what an overrated phenomenon that is. Who was putting us... Now, time out, though. Who? Somebody took like three or four minutes to put us deep on why it's not a thing and shouldn't be a thing with technology, compasses, and people being able to get on combines with... Headlights. Headlights. (laughs) Who was that? Scott. Was
2: it? Yeah, it was Scott. (laughs) Now, Now, as you are talking back through that conversation, I remember sitting directly in front of you.
3: And I was like... Oh, I feel like I'm getting edumacated. Well, we, well, it's okay if we do without. I don't need daylight savings time. Although I, I was a little disappointed. Remember the general rule of thumb: if we can't see out, you can't see in. Close the blinds until we can control. So you'll animals open the blinds at the, zoo.
2: At, at the next break.
3: Yeah, I'll open. Yeah, totally. So it'll be cool. I'll I'll, I'll pull those blinds down at the at the next break and. And uh, people will be able to just look in at us. And I suppose, until they, they come and have breakfast with us on Friday. By the way. Very the, true. The menu. Yeah.
2: We should definitely tease that. Hail Varsity Club this Friday, 7 to 10. Come watch Coffee and Cream Live here with us. We love interacting with you guys throughout the show. But well, you do. What's on? Well, you do too. Let's be real. Come You're on.
3: kind. Come on. <laughs> You're you, kind. You
2: love everybody that shows up. <laughs> You would do this every
3: day if you every, could. Everybody love everybody. I just like this. E-L-E, to see, I just great like movie. to see who drinks their breakfast.
2: Everybody.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Trev.
2: Uh, Frenchies are what We we're are having. not
3: even supposed to really say. We're going to tweet the images out later.
2: No, we're having French Bulldogs. Frenchies.
3: Hey, my little dude. I got one knucklehead. I'm going to punch him right in his soup coolers. This dude makes a Beeline for the same spot in the yard when the other two canines come out, and he has dug to where it's just mud. I cringe. So now I don't care if it's at five ten in the morning. If it's your boy's going to stand out there and make sure that he goes down the stairs and goes to his left and <laughs> not the right. Yeah, he's terrified to go over there now. Wait, I, the- I, I, I snatched this little dude so tough the other day yesterday i had to put him in the tub to give him a bath like oh. 25 minutes before we were leaving and i can only
2: imagine how thrilled you were to do that
3: dude steaming willie Beeman, and i'm already dressed so i have to hold him like six feet away from me because mm-hmm. his paws are like, like you're
2: changing a, a diaper for yeah, the first time his,
3: his paws are like caked i'm like come on bro and you know what he's kind of a chump he's not tough he's he's little he's like 19 pounds he's seven years old like he's not gonna do anything, so why the cap? Like just chill. You're, you're not. You're not really about that. And it's a husky German Shepherd mix next door, so it's a beautiful dog. I mean, a beautiful dog. And they have two now, because they're really cool neighbors. Like I don't know why nobody really talks to them, because they're kind of. Um, They're just super friendly. Remember I told you they do, like, the decorations, and they have, like, the 12-foot skeleton and the 80-foot wide spider web and the huge turkeys, and, like, her mailbox has, like, books in it. Like, I think you can just come by and take books. The
2: library. Is that what that is? Because
3: I I don't have the stones to ask because I feel like in education I should know. But there's always books in there. So you – Grab a
2: book, you leave a book. Is, oh. Is that routine? That,
3: okay. Yeah. That's they're in a that, lot of neighborhoods. That's something. Yeah. People like, that look like me, we don't, we don't do that.
2: <laughs> you don't read? Is that what you said?
3: <laughs> what? Well played. Touch A. <laughs> Touch A with a little hyphen. Yeah. You don't read? <laughs> I can't read. I'm not ignorant. <laughs>
2: oh. Hey, let me tell you the best thing I Shane saw last quick, night.
3: Shane, quick, what movie was that from? <laughs> Y'all never guess. So never mind. I can read.
5: But, you let him no, you he's go. no, he's not no. gonna know. Are you gonna tell people what No, you I'm not. Okay, I'm not.
2: Uh, Boys in the hood. Well, is that because he came in talking yeah. about that? Uh, don't
3: that be, was that was a great it line. Was a good line. Thank you.
5: Don't be a minister, South Central, while drinking
3: your gin and juice in the hood. <laughs> he's going with every urban movie he can yeah. think of. You got one more, Shane. There's like, you know, there, there's about six that came out during that stretch.
5: Um, is it in a you
3: already said it It was Boys in the Hood Okay. Was that right? Yeah
2: Wow, nice work Shane <laughs> Yeah It was on top of mind though for you So I get why that <laughs> quote came out here Let me tell you the best Thank thing you. I saw last night
3: I don't even know how he got that though He picked the only urban
2: movie that he knew <laughs> Hey, this story takes us to the small town of Moral, Nebraska
3: The, Pan- like, the like the Mushroom? Or a different Moral?
2: M-O-R-R-I-L-L. Okay. In the panhandle by Scottsbluff. Yeah. Familiar?
3: It's a jaunt.
2: Senior Katrina Cole, I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. It could be Coel, but I'm going to go with Cole here, did something completely out of her comfort zone. When the rest of her already small cheer squad of four couldn't make the state competition at last minute, she decided to go at it alone. After talking to her coach, the response was, well, why not? The fees were already paid for. We had our hotel rooms. Let's just go. Known as a team player, and rightfully so, Cole, with all the courage in the world, took the mats at State alone. This coming a day after she competed in sub-districts a day before. Mm. So a four-sport athlete here. Never had a lick of nerves. More excitement than anything else. She wowed the crowd and got callbacks that a lot of larger squads struggled to get. People were all in on her performance. She said this at the very end You're stronger than you think you are. Mm. Talk about going out with a bang your senior year. Best thing I read yesterday. I like it.
3: You know what's funny? I like the fact that we should probably make that a segment because sometimes those things hit me and I don't have the confidence to just share. Even though sometimes I just overshare, obviously, when I get in my own little world.
2: I love stories like
3: that. Yeah. Can you imagine just being K-Solo out there just doing the darn thing?
2: I watched it.
3: Go me. Like I
2: watched it. And sorry for those you, you watching on television. You, you watch a performance like that and you're like, Ooh, gosh, that's like so – part of me is like, man, that's a little cringe. Like, she's the only one out there. I feel so bad for her. Like, why is not there more – but at the other, on the other hand, I'm like, do you remember what I told you when we first came in on Monday? The best thing I got to do over the weekend was give a little girl a puck that was cheering by herself. Yeah, because you, her you, like,
3: you like the fact that she could.
2: Zero fear. Yeah. You talk about liking fearless. I talk about liking courage in this instance.
3: People are like, zero care is given.
2: I'm all about a performance like this. Because I don't think I'd have the grapes to do it.
3: No, and I don't. I don't really know where moral is. I mean, I, when you say Scott's Bluff, I do. Cause it's right I, next to Scott's Bluff. I've been to Scott's Bluff and Garing.
2: At least in the article, the town population was 930. I mean, I guess you can guess that with it only being a four-person cheer squad or five-person cheer squad.
3: 930, huh?
2: She went out there and got the crowd engaged, brought a sign. They, they redid her entire routine so that it fit one person.
3: Oh, that's cool. Do you know what she performed to?
2: Uh, it was, I only heard her cheers, not a dance. So she did the MHS with a sign. She had a sign, and then she did uh, go blue, go gold, and then the crowd would react to it. Yeah. And when I say callbacks, like, there are so many cheer squads that I see all over the country that the bigger you are, the smaller you are, no matter what, don't ever get great response from the crowd, especially at sporting events.
3: It's funny you say that. The first game in district play, Miller North hosted Omaha South. Omaha South had a cheer squad of about six, so it's three and three. They had one gentleman in the back row that was particularly loud, very energetic, very enthusiastic. And he had like a pocket of supporters that were sitting. Obviously, I think it was the cheer coach and a couple parents and – whomever else was supporting the basketball team. And I think, you know, it wasn't a super high attended game, so you could hear audibly. And um, there was such spirit and enthusiasm in the gym that even when they weren't standing and they came to the, what's the things we sit on? Bleachers. They still were cheering, stomping on the bleachers. Now, after I got finished being annoyed, then I was like, God, you know what? That that takes some serious stones to Nowhere do that in a gym where question. you can be easily heard. And I mean, they enjoyed it. And by the end, after about five minutes, I was kind of bobbing my head.
2: <laughs> I was I'm like, with it. I was like, get him. We should make that a
3: no, no, no. We should a no, segment. No, no, no we Come should. On. Oh, best thing I've read. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. I thought you meant cheer. <laughs>
0: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show, 888-638-4876, if you'd like to get involved. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, happy to have you with us, 590 ESPN Omaha, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. We will be on KFOR in Lincoln from 9 to 10, as we are every day, and uh, while I'm... Laying out spots you can listen. How about I lay out the rest of the show and what you can hear today?
3: Well, you mean you don't have any more jokes?
2: <laughs> this man's got jokes.
3: <laughs> no more one-liners for you today. <laughs>
2: hey, I, I need you to set me up. I need you to put on a tee. <laughs>
3: you're, you're like TV man. It's just too easy. You even got numnuts over there chiming in like Big Ben. Shane, you feeling good about yourself this morning and with I your? I live in a van down <laughs> by the river.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can feel pretty good about Ed Foley. that.
3: I don't know what's wrong with this dude. I I feel like you've empowered him.
2: Chiming in like Big Ben, maybe one of your best lines. He
3: he just does it for no reason.
2: Yeah, I really got no be doubt on what I say about that. So <laughs> Shane could use just drops and never communicate it's, with it's, us it's, throughout it's, to- the show. It's, it's totally and be IMO. perfect.
3: Totally is MO. I'm gonna get him a real job once. I'm just happy he's actually producing. I hey twenty five seconds. Yeah. Hey, back in twenty. I mean it's we've made progress since Monday when you just let me stand next to you in your little clubhouse and talk to you without telling me that we're back. That was Get great. I'm,
2: I'm listening to the headset and I'm like, I think this is our intro. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: he's just casually carrying on a conversation with me. Feel feel free to let me know what's going on, Shane. <laughs> Should make Shane part of the lending library. Yes. Thanks exactly. to your mom. I Thanks had no idea mom. what a yep. lending library was. L
2: squared. Lending library.
3: That's a, it's a nice concept.
2: Are you going to use it now? No. Okay.
3: <laughs> no. Because it, there's this. I shouldn't even say this out loud, but Zoe's in school. If there is such a thing, we have entirely too many books. And so if we lend... I don't want back. You just take.
2: How would I just put books in here? Yeah, actually, that is recommended a lot too.
3: Seriously, it, it's it's out they of they run con- low on books a lot, or people of just control. don't bring them back. And we're so old school. Well, at least my mom is. Do you remember highlights like the magazine? They would be in like yeah. dentist oh, office. Oh yeah. Do you know that had, that like, comes? F- do you know that, that comes to our house? <laughs> Oh, they yeah. still make those. 2023, my guy.
2: <laughs> who you? Who, d- is that a Zoe project? Is that a you project? <laughs> you, me. <laughs> do, do you think that's a me project? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's nostalgic. How about a no? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but hey, we love you, mom.
2: <laughs> Highlights. <laughs> yeah. Man, I haven't heard that in a long time.
3: Man, last time I, it's been probably I don't know. I was in my 30s going to the doctor, and I think I saw it in, like, the panel that, like, you could pick out stuff. Yeah, we we get those. These look like children's books
2: now. They did not used to look like this.
3: I'm just keeping they upped up
2: their artistic game.
3: Keeping it 100, man. I must dope. have hired
2: Scott. Scott probably made these. That's
3: Mama Benning.
2: That made these?
3: No, that, that's highlights. It's vintage, my mom. Oh. By the way, did you see his Vans game yesterday?
2: Yo, he always rocks the vans, always.
3: But he, like, he got to design those. You know, like how the kids do, like Nike shoes and stuff. Those are like custom made vans. Yep. I like his fashion. I couldn't rock it, but I like it. I think that's what I admire about him.
2: Got to be an art guy.
3: Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. Which is why, you know, things that you want in yourself, you like in other people. Totally. I think that's why I'm drawn to old Scotty, too hotty. People think I'm crazy. I'm not. I, my tech. My mom, second air. Wait a second. My mom. You are crazy my, because you I'm not, said my during mom, the break. Man, my mom
2: I'm crazy. <laughs> people think I'm crazy, but I'm not. Blind, <laughs> um, what are you?
3: <laughs> that too. Well, you just felt like you just felt like playing that for no reason, or? I hate when he does that. It drives me up the wall. Do you have So wait a minute. Collide. It's a song. No, no, we heard that yesterday. Stop doing that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> did we ever get to the bottom now
2: of if you did that. it right? Parted? Did we ever get to the bottom if you did the beat of the
3: <laughs> doo, doo, Even the best doo, fall down doo. sometimes? Doo,
2: doo, doo, doo. I hate That's it. Not right. that right.
3: I don't understand what your issue is. Like, can you calm the heck down for a second over there? No, 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 no. Little- Oh, I your mean, little pocket Hercules is having a hes having a grand old time today. Come on, man. <laughs> just, dude, I'm over it. You're just, is that funny? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> because I don't don't look he's look not picking on me. <laughs> right. That, see, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen my bodyguard, but I'm, like, the dude that took care of I'm the awkward mm-hmm. kid with the curly fro, and, you know, you, like, Mikey, like, kicked over my bike in the park. Like, I'm the dude that takes care of him. You're – no Probably doubt. the more firm one between the two in terms of protocol. And he has yet to go all in on you. I don't know if he's, like, afraid. Maybe he saw oh, you and Sauter argue Bugs yesterday, Bugs and he's Bugs. like, yeah, I don't yeah. want any yeah, parts I of that.
2: I don't know if it was that or if he thinks he's the little Frenchie and I'm you standing in the backyard. <laughs> but.
3: But like Bugs Bunny with the little dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm Spike. He's so big and strong. <laughs> hey, but, uh, wait. Hey, hey, Butch. Hey, <laughs> Butch. All right, we better finish the sports show at some point.
2: Some point. We're talking to Brian Christofferson at 8 o'clock, top of the hour, as we do every Wednesday, senior writer for Husker (laughs) 24-7. I'm going to get myself
3: Um, checked out. We will
2: talk Nebraska basketball with him as he covered that game in full detail as well as uh, hit Husker football. And, you know, there was some news on the Dylan Rayola front that I'll ask him about too. Um, So stick around for that segment at 8. At 8.30 – Andy Kendi, sports director at KETV, will join the show. 845, we didn't get to this yesterday, and we need to get to it at some point. We have to get back to our roster reviews, um, looking over each position um, room that Nebraska has going forward into next season. We kind of talked offensive line with Matt Verzal Friday, but didn't really get into the weeds.
3: We started with offensive line indirectly before we decided that this was going to be something that we did, right? Because for like 3 weeks we talked about all the scholarship guys that right. they now have and how they got older in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And
2: so we'll review that one more time because that of course has been the biggest so-called priority I'd say from last season to this on is the offensive line going to be better. And you, did, you heard
3: and you heard our head coach say, I don't subscribe to the whole we're not gonna be a good offensive line. We're going to have a good offensive line. Man, didn't really mince words. He didn't stutter. He didn't hem and haw. He put it out there, we're going to have a good offensive line. So uh giddy up. Giddy up. Hey he's sa- Kramer. Giddy listen, up. He said something the other day. We were talking and he said listen man, if you, you'll notice one thing about me, if you go back to my original press conference, I've told you no lies. So <laughs> Call it your shot, huh, big timer? Like, But look, go back and look at it. Go back and listen. If, if it hasn't gone true to script, and I kind of wonder, oh, it's though, scripted. I kind of wonder. And I'm going to get into that because at some point, like, I get it's linear. And he's, I think it was T-Mac that tweeted or texted the show. And he's like, listen, man, you know why this seems believable? Oh, yeah, that's right, because you beat your chest that you weren't really drinking the Kool-Aid. He he said what makes it so believable is the fact that he's implementing his system. Are you at a point right now, or have you thought, and be honest, have you said to to yourself, man, it can't be this easy? Yes. I've said that before. Doesn't it seem like that?
2: But it's it's easy to gravitate to because of, you know, recent recent history of, wow, this is so night and day. It's like.
3: But don't you think you're, so you're not like, you're not so jaded and beaten up over falling for fool's gold that you don't have any problems hopping on board. Or have you never been this all in before?
2: I don't have any problem hopping on board. I think that's what it is. Have I been all in before? I'd say I have just back in St. Louis professionally when, you know, Craig Berube turned that team around in 2019 or when uh, I mean, Ma- who, doesn't, who, doesn't have
3: an, who doesn't have an interim just come in and win the whole darn thing? And apparently yeah. the Blues do. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> and Mike Schilt got close at one point too. But this seems easier maybe it's because it's the off season and it's not like a mid season change like i'm used and to and you don't
3: have to pit it against wins and losses but i do think we know enough as a fan base to know if we were being sold a bill of goods but b- but it can't it can't be that linear it it can't just be and, and I don't think he would try to sell this, but it seems like that without knowing the behind-the-scenes details. But it can be, well, I did this at this institution, I did this at this institution, I did this at this institution, so therefore, it's this This is what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. There has to be some tweaks, right? Well, and I'm a linear and figure. You're assu- and you're assuming, yeah, you're... Super pragmatic.
2: So it was easy for me to say, hey, Matt Rule's my favorite option because if he could do these things elsewhere, uh, why can't he do it here? You
3: remind me some of some of those Lincoln personalities with the humble brag. You're going back to how you called your shot in July.
2: I didn't look, though. Did it go in? Did he say Tomanaga? <laughs> Matt Rule's my in? guy.
3: Uh, if he becomes available, we, Matt Rule needs to be our Number guy.
2: one. <laughs> number one right when he got fired.
3: I looked at you sideways. You I did. was
2: like, yeah. You're like, let's get Lane given.
3: <laughs> that was like the second pod that I was on the Lane Train. I did put him in my top three. Was he number one for me? Yeah. I, no, think I don't so. think so. I think so. No, I think I was the Art of War guy. Wasn't I, Aranda?
2: Ooh, he was up there too.
3: But I was on the Lane Train. I think it was because my buddy, the Mayor, Joel, Schaefer. I don't think it was a bad pick. He kept, he kept tweeting for, like, weeks, come on home. So I was a little – I felt a little swayed.
2: <laughs> hey, if you like uh, filling out brackets in March, we'll have Shelby Maston at 9. We'll talk the NFL Combine, the Huskers at the Combine, and Aaron Rodgers at 9.30 and play two for you to close out the show. But coming up next, it's BC.
0: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
1: Points on the push, Tominaga waits, three, up, Down. Oh! He wasn't even looking at the rim when it went through! Oh man!
0: If only he had some confidence! Woo!
3: Yeah, Kasei Tomonaga? Yeah, think he, I, I think he
2: gets excited when that ball goes through the rim.
3: I, did I see somebody jokingly starting a GoFundMe account to keep him in Lincoln?
2: <laughs> I did not see the GoFundMe, but Dude, how uh, I did hear the chance of one more year.
3: One more year. What? Do you know how much money he could end up? Kasei would probably be leaving on the table. Do you love the college experience like we love our next guest? Those are things you got to kind of
2: weigh. Know. How much money is BC leaving on the table?
3: By talking to us, he could probably be making quite a pretty penny right now. <laughs> right. But instead, he's messing around with us yahoos. <laughs>
2: What's up, Brian? Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker 24-7. Good morning.
4: Good morning. It's either being on here with you guys or getting a breakfast burrito somewhere right now. You know, is yeah,
3: I is that your is that burrito? Your- is that, I know that's your go-to, right?
2: Uh, Well, no.
3: Like, You're the rap guy.
2: I am a rap guy, but for breakfast,
4: oh, I'm French toast all the way.
3: So is that your go-to, BC, or is it just like your personality because it's simple and clean? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it was what popped into my head, and I thought it was kind of – it's a little bit lower class of breakfast, I feel like, the breakfast group <laughs> I thought that, that sort of fit fit uh, how I should describe myself on air.
3: I gotta get this out of the way because apparently I'm giving my mom and my little girl too hard of a time because we have highlights delivered to our house. The reading, periodicals. Do you, when's the last time you've experienced highlights BC?
4: Um, yeah, that was like a, it felt like a dentist's office (laughs) Yes. Like second or third grade, you try to walk through a puzzle before, you, and you were—I was always a little nervous about the dentist. So you're kind of—I was probably not getting through my highlights book as fast as I should. It's like a like-
3: secret sedative, <laughs> like placing in your subconscious. Yeah, we've got a mail guy that, and he's a P1, so he listens quite a bit. And he's like, "Man, I deliver highlights all the time." I was like, "Really? I hadn't seen them for years until they arrive at our house every month." Well, Maybe. Maybe it's just me BC, maybe I need to
4: get with the times. Yeah, I was I was not aware it exists. It's it is actually it's pleasant to sometimes hear something like that that you thought, "Oh, well, that's gone," or you haven't thought about since 1987 is still around." So,
3: <laughs> well, you got to meet my mom cuz she's about as gentle a throwback as you're ever going <laughs> to meet, man, and she raising this yahoo. BC, so are you I asked this question a month ago, and I think it may be even more pertinent now are you at a point of Dylan Rayola fatigue?
4: <laughs> I understand the question. Um,
3: Do you think Dylan Rayola is at the point of Dylan Rayola fatigue?
4: That's a good way to to look at it because I, I don't think he needs it yeah. from what I know about him. So I, And I think people got to keep that in mind. That's probably where to start with that is obviously when you're that highly rated and – uh, especially the way it is around here and how hungry people are for success. And they see this, this uh, shiny object like, man, if we get that over here, think of what it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be nuts. But from everything, you know, Dominic has said about him and he, I, I've only done, I think one or two interviews with Dylan uh, myself, but he was, he's a real, just like humble kid. He really is like a, he's a yes, sir. Kind of, kind of kid about everything. And, Um, I think it's just very uh, diligent to like waking up every day and they they have a certain routine in their house. It sounds like, and he sticks to it. And um, I don't think he's getting all that caught up in it. And that might seem odd to somebody They're Like, yeah, well, he, why he came to an arena and walked through, you know, i did all that. Um, it was just a that was just a fun experience where you're there and you you're um you're taking advantage of an opportunity and i i didn't think he overdid it by any means he he sort of did what was asked of him and um but myself i'm to the point where what's the next chapter i think we kind of know who the finalists are we've got it pretty narrowed down it feels like nebraska's got a really good shot to me and now i i think uh much like my answers on a radio show, the helicopter is sort of circling around the landing pad right now. Now it's just got to suck. <laughs> Brian, what do you make of
2: the recent drop in the rankings on, on three for Dylan Rayola from one to six?
4: Well, they're not, they're not me. So you can't blame me. I mean, they're totally. corner, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of great players at the top that uh, you just got to, if you're, if you're a, a top 30 guy. Um, obviously there's a, there's a thought you're going to be special. All I know is I remember when he showed up the Friday night lights during the frost era. And uh, you, you'd kind of heard some noise about him. You're like, yeah, we'll see. And uh, first, first ball, he threw downfield like 50 yards on a rope. I'm just like, okay, he there's, it's there. Like now you got to have the extras. We all know that you, when you get here, or wherever he goes um, you've got to have those components within the game where you're savvy and and you don't turn the ball over and all that stuff but as far as just what's in the toolkit um, he's got all those parts so whether he ends up ranked first on a website or eighth it doesn't really matter and you know honestly as Damon knows with with a, a young man going through the process right now close to him I mean if you're a three star or whatever it is. It is what it is. It's a rating on a paper and you, you just keep putting your head down and going to work. And um, there's a lot of guys who are lower rated who have shown they are big time college players. And we've seen some guys who are highly rated who still haven't panned out that way. So it, it. it so you got, I think the key is you, whatever you're rated or whatever the uh, like people think they know about you, you got to wake up every day saying, I'm going to prove that I'm more than that actually I'm, I'm i am that or more and that, so that's the key wow it, it, i it, just
3: i just feel like i had my life lesson i just told andrew yesterday full disclosure bc and i'm super honest so you know i'll tell you i said because i can't remember how he set me up but in vintage andrew rogers way he got me to divulge more than i really wanted to he i i said gosh i said this recruiting because we were talking about Raylock dropping the six and i said you think i don't I, I said i don't believe in these rankings at all i said I cringed when I saw that, and you referenced my own house, like Caleb is the number six rated player in his class, and I said there's not one coach in the state of Nebraska, including the guy on Highway 370 in Bellevue, that wouldn't take him with the first pick if he had to go start a team with the 2024 class, and that includes his own guys, right? So I I just, there's some sort of peace you have to have with that, and it's like Caleb said the other day, And he kind of rubbed his hands, and he's like, that's why we go to work. And I figure if if he thinks like that, then I have to be able to think like that, right? Because I see these guys every day. I play against them. I coach against them. I feel like I have a good idea, but it may not be what the paper says. And I think Dylan's a lot like that. He couldn't care less.
4: Yeah, I think so too. It's just so you know, the rankings are just one component. They can be useful sometimes, and some there's a, some people putting hard work on it. I don't want to diminish that. Obviously, I work at the company where that's an important part of it, but uh, you know, hardly the end all be all. And um, you know, and this coaching staff at Nebraska, um, in particular, they're yeah. In Dylan's case, he's a big time prospect, but I mean, we've seen they're they're, they're not too worried about what uh the outside perception is nobody knew Uh, nobody knew Bryce Turner was like in December you know the few track people knew who he was and uh rural staff ended up being he's the first commit of the rule staff of that class so I mean that that shows you a little something you know as the NFL combine gets underway this week you have
2: three Huskers there Uh, Trey Palmer, Travis Vokalek, O'Shawn Mathis. Uh, But as we continue to talk about recruits here, BC, how important is it for them to understand that development will come, but it will go at a modest pace at Nebraska, and you have to stick through kind of the highs and lows, and you may not see the field right away?
4: That's a good question, Andrew, because I think it's tough, not just at Nebraska, but everywhere with college coaches right now. and the recruiting piece is probably a part of it because, you know, you've got guys who are, I mean, are getting offered at 14 years old. So for three or four years, they're going to go through this process of sort of being in headlines and doing interviews and stuff like that. And, and then people who follow it closely, they read up uh, so much on particular guys by the time they even get on campus to, to some people who are recruit Nicks or whatever you want to call us. Um, that person feels like they're a junior almost, you know what I mean? Because they've been they've been in their mind for three or four years actually during the recruiting process. So there's this thought, like, if it doesn't happen right away the first year, like, what's wrong here, you know? And I think you really have to fight against that if you're a player. And it's tough in this culture, especially the portal era, because there is sort of a what's over that fence, you know? And sometimes maybe there is a better something for your particular skill set over the fence, uh, but I, I just hope people are in kids' ears when they're considering that stuff, if they've had a tough first year or whatever, that say, just think long and hard about this because it might not end up better. In a lot of cases, it doesn't. So I, I do think there's a lot to be said for patients. I know Rule did an interview with on on one of his uh, uh, media rounds where he was talking about a player he had a, who really popped like in year four or five, and he – straight up said I miss that like old college football like fifth year story you know the guy who kind of plugs along and, and makes it and stuff like that so I thought that was kind of cool to hear him say it out loud just because I do too like I love I love those stories but we don't see them as much I love guys who you don't hear about for a couple years but they've been putting in the work and then year three they're in the spring like Luke Gifford was that type of player if you want a name like he he was getting hurt and nothing was going his way and then suddenly he was a starter and he made it and uh, there's examples where it still happens, and guys got to remember that.
3: Oh man, I just listening. I my train of thought is all over the place because I started out with one question. I hear the answer. Let me let me start with this one because you get the big segment here, so I can come back to the other one. You were talking about you, you know Coach Rule and, and and kind of 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 what he believes and who he is, kind of how that's been. You know, just kind of that irrational confidence right he believes in development we were having a conversation not too long ago he's watching old film right old old game tape and it's it's weird because you referenced uh in one of your other interviews you're like hey you know like there's sometimes you'll see him watching his phone and he's like he's looking at football film I'm like that's who he is and I think he truly loves football BC like I truly do and he was going through the notes that he took on a game that happened 20 years ago, and the list BC was probably 20 lines of mm. notes. Is loving where does loving football in relationship to this job rank for you in terms of level of importance?
4: I mean, it's got to be like in that top two. Um, I would say, isn't relationship- it weird
3: how we never talk about that though? Because I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, and your answer previously sparked the thought. And you didn't even bat an eye. You're like, hey, that's top two. Do we never talk about that with our coaches.
4: Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, we apply it to players in conversation sometimes because we'll say, oh, uh, I mean, there's, you know, like, we're talking about recruits. There's so many great players across the country in high school are just tremendous athletes. But there is a difference, as you know, Damon, where if, if there's a guy who just doesn't love it, and I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. It's just like not as hard and soul. He's got other things that sort of grab him a little bit more. It can be really tough to kind of work your way up the ladder because you will run into dudes who have the same skills you do and they do love it. And uh, that's the difference. So we apply it to players and I'm, I'm working my way back to what you said is, you know, we, <laughs> I would think the same would apply to coaches. There's, you know, um, at some point, you obviously love the game because you get into it and you, you want to teach young men and stuff. But I'm sure there's days it it kind of wears you down and all that stuff. So to to have a staff and I I've heard this behind the scenes about them they're they're a crew that I think does love to just talk football shop a lot mm-hmm. and um, that that shouldn't be underestimated. And some people will be like, well, that's captain obvious. Doesn't that happen everywhere? I don't know. I don't know if it does actually. I'm not sure. So. Um, I think what you're getting at is a pretty good point. You know, further that for me, BC, after hearing from nearly
2: everyone on staff now, can you stamp it in and officially say that you get the sense this coaching staff is who they've been saying they were for months now?
4: Um, if I understood it right, I mean, yeah, I, I think they're putting in the, I, I think they're, they're doing what they're saying, I guess is what I would come to. Um, and that so far, I mean, it's only been a few months, and it's a honeymoon period because uh, we've done this with a lot of coaching staffs where we we try to find everything that's positive. That it's <laughs> it, uh, it is hard right now. If you were just stepped away and just you no know homerific takes us part of it. Um, it's a t-shirt. Yeah, homerific i would i would say it's hard to find a lot of fault with how they've they've gone about it i think they're they're workhorses and i think uh you know even those young guys um on the staff um they got something to prove um you know if you want to bring it back to the recruiting analogy of the three star guy who thinks he should be rated a little higher or something like that or there's something that's sort of driving him like there's some young guys over there been heard a lot about how young they are and like, can you coach, you know, that sort of thing. And I would think that would drive you uh, pretty well um, if you're just getting into this job. Um, I wrote this column a month or two ago. I I like the movie All the President's Men Mm because it's a journalism movie. Um, And there's a part where they're trying to take Woodward and Bernstein off the Watergate story and the the editors are like, you got to get a more experienced person in there. And one of the editors pounds the table for Woodward and Bernstein and says, they're hungry, Ben. Don't you remember when you were hungry? And it speaks to that, like that just youthful zeal and that like there's a time in people's life when they're really just like, I'm going to go get it and I'm going to show it. And I think he's got some people on his staff that are like that. That's my early read. And um, I think he's found those people in the past, which to your question is why I have some confidence, because I think you look at like Fran Brown was at you know like he hired him in his late 20s and like he's now the db's coach at georgia and i think he's gonna ascend even higher as time goes on so i mean he's got the examples of people of work
3: and don't think that the georgia connection doesn't matter when it comes to people like fran brown where if i don't if we're not taking care of our kids i want to entrust them to you let, let me let me ask one more thing philosophically bc because i asked andrew i said do you do you have to check yourself sometimes and say, hey, you know what, it can't be this easy because it's the off season. we're kind of drinking the Kool-Aid and, and he's hitting home run after home run and he's been exactly who he said he's going to be. And I'm like, do you ever have to just check yourself and say, gosh, you know what, there's no way it's that linear. But my buddy responded after hearing that question and he said, you can say it can't be that easy, but you yourself, DB, have said on multiple occasions – it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Is there truth to that? It shouldn't be as hard as we've made it the last 15, 20 years, and it can be that easy?
4: Yeah, Well, I, yeah, I think you're you on to something there. I mean, I just look around the country, and I, I see programs that don't have what Nebraska has, and uh, they can be sold at least seven or eight win football teams, and they can build up. A, a squad that you know on a given saturday is going to go in there and it's going to be a fight and i mean one of them's across the border let's be honest like Iowa's that type of program and has been um and oh, so good, good yeah um, yeah i think i think uh it has been made to look a little more difficult than it needs to be around here sometimes um there are now there is a difference here that you have to deal with that's not everywhere. And that is, it truly is the rock show in town. Like it's, I mean, cause it think about all the, you know, even talk radio and everything that consumes like Husker football, like right now, like in, on March 1st, you know, we're talking about it and um, we're diving in deep to it as we can at this point. And um, it's not that where everywhere where there's a distraction, where you got the, the, pro team over here and all this stuff and it kind of pulls people away and I think you maybe get a little more breathing room so I do think there have been coaching staffs and people who have really had to adapt to they think they know what it's going to be like to be inside this fishbowl but it's actually even a little bit more intense than you expected it would be like if you're on the outside and you just sort of looked at Nebraska football from a distance I mean, I would say it's as passionate per capita or whatever you want to say as any place about a sport. It it just is. I've always believed that. I'll defend that. And so that's something where you got to have the sort of mindset. I think as a coach, where you say, "I've done this before. I've had success. I know my methods. I'm going to trust my methods." But I also know there's going to be there's going to be scrutiny at times, and there's going to be a lot of attention on everything I do, and I've got to have sort of that thick hide that doesn't worry too much about it b c uh,
2: oh, yeah no, I, I apologize for the interruption there b c senior writer for husker twenty four seven at husker two four seven b c on Twitter. I want to take advantage of your basketball side of your brain now before we let you go. Uh, you know, outside of just making and missing shots, what changed the most for the huskers in the second
4: half last night um I mean, if you want to put something on Nebraska, it was probably they didn't contest as well, and that's what Hoiberg said in the post game in the second half. They were scrambling a lot in the first half on defense, but they were still active enough, I think, that they were forcing some more difficult shots. Now, Izzo also said after the game, we were getting good looks in the first half. We just weren't hitting. And if you kind of go back through it in your mind, he's right. There were some shots that they had open. They just didn't knock down. I mean, sometimes like three-on-one possession. So even when Nebraska was up, I sort of knew, or I thought it was going to be a like a game down to the last minute. Even when it was like a 15, 17 point game, because I was thinking like Michigan State's going to start hitting a few of these shots. Uh, Nebraska is going to have to hold off. the The difference this time was they just didn't quite have that one extra push they've had in other weeks. You know, when when Michigan State made that eleven zero run, and I think it made it sixty to fifty six. Tomanaga got a layup. 60-58 was six minutes. And that was the moment where you're like, okay, if they could get a stop or two and they could get that back to even or ahead, then then they got something. And they just couldn't get it. You know, it was that point where Michigan State had gotten way too comfortable. They were settled in. And there you have it. you got to give a lot of credit to Michigan State. In the second half, that looked like an Izzo March team that's going to be a problem for people, I thought.
3: Yeah, they look like they have a ton of upside. We were talking with one of their beat reporters yesterday, and Michigan State hasn't really been healthy. Then they had the layoff. Then they're short a game. They're kind of edgy, rounding in the form, especially as streaky as Iowa is right now, and they hammered. A good Indiana team, which makes that game in Iowa City look kind of daunting right now, but Michigan State looks like a team that has another that's what I'm always looking for another gear left in them,
4: yeah, I agree i I could be proven wrong on this, but we know their history in this in that tournament. They've had teams like this before where they have eleven or twelve losses or whatever they're you know six seven seed, and they end up like in the elite eight you know or something like that, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're that kind of team actually, and so. Um, Nebraska, I'm sure could have done a few things a little bit better, but for what Nebraska has, um, I don't know. They, I, sometimes you just say they ran into a squad that's a little better, you know, and just couldn't miss. And I think there was, there's a piece of that. That's true last night. I didn't feel like, like Nebraska didn't show up or anything. They were ready to play, man. That was a fun arena for about 25 minutes when Tominaga hit the three I, or what is uh, Tom Izzo? Tom Izzo had a had a different, like, did you hear his post game? It was like Tom and Aqua. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, when KSB when, when is- is-
4: looked the other way and it was up 10, you're like, geez, Husker basketball is fun right now. Like it was, And it was just too bad. Like that, 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 the good times couldn't keep coming.
2: BC, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. That is Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker 24-7. You can toss him a follow on Twitter at Husker 24-7 B-C. Uh, coming up next, we're talking to Andy Kendy, sports director at KETV. He's got a busy week ahead, as that is. All centered around state basketball over in Lincoln. I remember these days vividly. You look forward to it, but at the same time, you're like... How am I going to accomplish all of this in such a short amount of time? We'll talk to him about that. We'll get his thoughts on the Huskers, Creighton, everything in town. Stay with us. Andy Kendi from KETV up next on Coffee and Cream.
0: Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: We are back. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside David Bennett, Andrew Rogers here, and now it's time to welcome in our next guest. He is the sports director over at KDTV. His name is Andy Kendi, and you know him well because he invites himself into all of your households unannounced every night. Andy, good morning. Sometimes
3: the Sometimes uninvited. <laughs> so, I apologize. Morning, right, boys. How is, how's it going? It's old school, on one side Thank you. As you as you've seen, AK up close, when they're good, they're fantastic. When they're bad, they can be awful. So yeah. just, you just you just have mean, to. Was, uh, yeah,
1: I felt for them. I was you know I I was watching people tap on YouTube. Uh, that's what that the little YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, Max is real, and real. I was, I was, I, I was feeling for you, cringing, seeing that uh, that lead get smaller and smaller, and then, but you know what? All's well to that ends well, right? Never a doubt. And the Warriors are going to the state tournament. That's,
3: I mean, yeah, that's, never a doubt. I don't know. DB doubted a lot. <laughs> that's 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 the same team that led Burke by two points in the third, halfway through the third quarter. So it's like, but took Bellevue West to overtime. So you just box of chocolates, A.K. I just try to buckle <laughs> up, buddy they are the
1: fourth go of class a
3: but but you know all, all biased aside they they're the they're the one school in my opinion that if bellevue west would ever stub their toe it's west side's the team that's built to do it cuz they can make bellevue west play small and they have good guards that can help contain contain I say not you know Slow down the firepower of 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 Bellevue West because it's a it's a tall task once that wild card shifted and they moved over to the other half of the bracket.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and um, I think it's Bellevue. It's really the Bellevue West Invitational, in my opinion. Um, but I do think if there is a team that has a chance to give Bellevue West a run for its money, I think it's Westside. Um, you know, Lincoln Schools. I watch prep. On Tuesday or Monday night. I'm
3: Against Southeast? Tuesday,
1: Monday. Yeah, and I, I, I watched Bellevue West win, and then I zipped over to prep. And um, Lincoln Southeast is, is solid. I just don't know if they have the offensive firepower to stay with Bellevue West. And You know, I, I, I just think that if Bellevue West does what they do, even on a poor shooting night, their defense is, is portable to a point where they can play good enough defense, just hang in every game. Um, so when they're not shooting it well, they're still pretty good. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of things would have to align right for Bellevue West not, or, or align wrong for Bellevue West not to win the title. It, in my it's, opinion, it's so we'll interesting. See. You know, crazy stuff has happened at Donovan Lincoln.
3: Yeah, yeah. See, I think Lincoln East is the is the best, and I'm dropping it in air quotes because I mean it, but I mean it literally. The best coached team in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Like they know who they are. They play connected. Campbell's fantastic, but Southeast may have the best individual pieces. They're just kind of a crapshoot in terms of how they play. If that backcourt team, like they have some pieces, Voss that they can give you a headache. I just don't know, like which team is showing up. I agree, and and
1: I thought Tuesday they were much. This, or on Monday, they were a much different team in the second half than the first. But so was prep. Prep really struggled offensively; they couldn't buy themselves a hoop. But I, I, I agree with you, D.B. They uh, athletically, Suffies is going to give teams some problems. Yep, they've got some very athletic bigs, and that more um, kid who's a guard. They got good really depth well. too. Yeah, and, and 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 it's interesting to see them gain a little confidence as that game moved on and. And by the end, they were flexing. But um, and I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm interested to see how Gretna bounces back too. You know, it's always interesting to see the team that stubs their toe and gets in on a wild card, like they got a second lease on life. You know.
3: Yeah. T- and um, terrible matchup I, it, for Westside. So that was the beauty of going on the other half of the bracket. Because for whatever the reason, they 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 deal Westside fits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, Gretna. You know what? You're going to get with Gretna. They're so well coached, and uh, and they're going to really stick it to you
3: defensively. Yeah, they so, guard. You know, they, they guard yeah. their ass off.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the beauty of the state tournament. Yeah, we say all this stuff. We say it's Bellevue West tournament to win. But you know, we've been there. We've seen it time and time again that the team has an off day, and who knows? And the the Cinderella emerges, so to speak. But you know, it's funny even using that phrase because the team has to be pretty darn good to get to Lincoln. And, but you never know what's going to happen. That's why the beauty of the state tournament is that on Saturday, six champions will be crowned, both um, consecutive Saturdays, girls this week and boys this week. And you really you think you know, but do you really know until you know, right?
3: Yeah. But, uh, does does Bryce get it done as the one seed this time around for Millard South? That, Man, the top four or five seeds in that deal, that bad boy is wide open in Class A girls.
1: <laughs> couldn't agree with you more, DB. Uh Millard South for that great core group of girls um I'll be interesting it, it would interesting to see how they handle this first round game, um you know all the pressures on them yeah. um, and, and and I know that we you know Ellie did a, a piece with them this last week and 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 yes, they said that um their legacy it doesn't matter if they win a state championship or or not in terms of how great they were, they've won so many games, and they really have and and Babbitt and Levin and Olsen, what a great trio they've been. And, and, and but, you know, to be considered one of the great teams in Nebraska history, you're gonna have to win a title and I, I and I think yeah, everybody knows that, right? So uh, it will be interesting to see how Millet South navigates his le- these next few days. Um Southwest is no gimme. Um they've kind of rejuvenated and S- um Especially with know, Kennedy. Yeah, and Kennedy back, and, and you, we saw what happened last year with her in the lineup. Um, but, you know, I I think Lincoln High is going to give people fits on the other side of the bracket. You know, I, I know Millard North, uh, a lot of people pen them in as a final, but, man, Lincoln High plays so hard. Yes, they do. And they get after you. So it, I I agree. I think that one is, is pretty
2: wide open. Hey, transition here for me, AK, as tonight is senior night over at Creighton. Um, Everybody does senior night differently. I feel uh, even in high school, it's like where do the girls go after their game and the boys before? Or do they all go before? Or, you know how, how that deal is going down. Creighton's going after their game and not before, like Nebraska went before last night. Uh, what would you say is like the best track to take whenever you go through a senior night ceremony? Because it seems like would you want to bank on a win to go at the end it it. it, it, to me it's like man everything everything seems easier if you just do it at the beginning well
1: that's a great question and Creighton's been doing it like this for a while now Mm -hmm. and I've seen it work in their favor and I've seen it work kind of backfire on them but I, I don't know if there's any right way of doing it right um you know you saw what Nebraska did last night that that Pinnacle Bank Arena was on fire. I mean, the place was electric. They come out smoking. They were killing Michigan State, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't sustain that emotion for 40 minutes. And you saw what happened in the second half. So is that a better way of approaching you got to do it somehow, some way. But, man, if it was my preference, if I'm in charge, I'd do it early and get it out of the way. But I understand both approaches. And it's kind of a unique, interesting uh, senior night quote unquote, you know, you got to use those air quotes too, because, you know, Baylor Shireman is a guy being honored, but he hasn't technically made his decision. So it's kind of a weird deal where Farabello and Sharif both have said, yeah, we're going to, we plan on coming back next year. So it is kind of a weird deal about senior night. It's not like, senior nights of old, and I think this is kind of the new normal we're, we're looking at. You're going to see a lot of these things where, like, this guy's going to walk. I mean, you look at Derek Walker. Last night was round three of senior nights for Derek Walker. <laughs> so I think this is just going to be kind of the new normal, what we're going to be looking at every spring.
3: Sharif was with his brother Darnell last night, and obviously Alvin, they were watching CJ. And I think it's interesting because I think for him – and I'm not sure about Farabello, but it's all about limiting emotions and just dialing in at the, on the task at hand, right? It's good for the fans, but for the players sometimes, I think they just simply want to manage the emotions to be able to focus on playing.
1: And that's where doing it afterwards might be beneficial, right? You don't even think about it. You stay in your routine, and then afterwards you can just let it, all that emotion uh, come out. And I, I get that. I, I I do because let's be honest, Creighton needs to win tonight as much as as, yeah. as you kind of roll your eyes. I mean, this is no I mean there's no gimmies in the Big East, and you know they're not going to just roll. Georgetown's not going to roll over, and um, Creighton needs to find something that they they seem to have lost the last couple games and um, heading into heading into New York, and then uh, just as more important. Um, going into the NCAA tournament.
3: Let the Ed Cooley sweepstakes begin for Georgetown. (laughs)
2: Yep. That's Stevie's guy. His (laughs) prediction. He's been on it for a while. He's like, you better let people know, Andrew. You better let people know that this was my guy that I picked over at Georgetown. Uh AK, Uh thanks so much, man. Thanks, guys.
3: Hey, be safe, Andy. Got a lot of work to do today.
2: KETV, no doubt.
3: They're split. They got state basketball and Creighton tonight.
2: No doubt. Coming up next, we'll do a roster review. I also want to get into some thoughts on the NCAA. That's next. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
0: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show on deck. Shelby Mast, bracketologist for USA Today and bracketwage.com. Huskers at the combine at nine thirty, and two for you at nine forty-five. So a loaded nine o'clock hour for those of you that are sticking around for the rest of the show. We appreciate you, and uh, we appreciate having you here as we do uh, every single day from seven to ten. Um, what Just were you doing last around. night? Were you sitting on the couch watching games? Were you streaming West Side's basketball game? Like I was. Were you watching Nebraska basketball when that? turned over at 8. What about the back end of the KU Texas Tech game? Well, at night, there's only one thing you pair all of those things with, and that's an Acres Ale, brewed with Nebraska corn. It is crisp, it's clean, it's light, it's refreshing. How about all those words? They make you want to dance. They make you want to run to the store and get you a case of Acres Ale because it's locally brewed. That means here, local It's the perfect beer to pair with anything sports. At least that's what I do. So if you're like me, maybe you play video games and you like to have a drink. Or a shower beer. I know people have done that before. I I can attest. I've had a shower beer before. Have you, DB? No. Well, you are not living it.
3: Well, that's not to say that that I haven't had a drink en route to the shower. (laughs) It just wasn't a beer. Take a beer to the shower. How about a beer? Maybe after you come
2: home tonight, Miller North finding a way to win. Some positive vibes coming back to Omaha. Have a shower of beer. and Acres Ale, perhaps.
3: Yeah. Well, as long as it's a dub, anything's possible.
2: <laughs> and you're not much of a beer drinker, so if you are drinking a beer, then you know it's a good night. How yeah, about,
3: about a beer? I think beer is one of those things that you you would consume when you want to wash down alcohol. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, I think I want to come down a little bit. I'm, can you throw me a beer? <laughs> Oh, hey, man, I've been
2: drinking the clear stuff all night, and it's not water. But if I could have a beer just to close out my night, that'd be great. Quench my thirst. Sounds great.
3: <laughs> Listen, man, high-functioning. High-functioning. Would
2: you drink a beer with a uh, bread?
5: With a Mus- bre- bre- bread? How about a beer? Oh, Brent. I think oh, you yeah, said Brent. bread. No, me, I said Brent.
3: Me too. Uh, yeah, as long as he wasn't driving. Or me. <laughs> Hopefully neither are driving. Well, I'd shoot the breeze. I'd I'd ask him how he likes your Raiders. How he likes the new gig. What he was thinking about after the Nebraska broadcast and having a beer and getting pulled over in Lincoln. One way streets, man. They'll get you. Mm-hmm. How about a beer? Yeah, you know those. You are looking live. Everywhere. Do you enjoy Brent on your broadcast, Shane?
5: Uh, I prefer the the other, and I know I know just the host that we had before Severe would hate this take, but I I prefer the
3: the host that we
0: had before.
5: I prefer sure. the two <laughs> I prefer yeah, Michael Severe would hate this take. I prefer the uh play by play announcer that we had before if you take the two together. Oh. And that's the current guy for the forty ers Well okay. But you know, I mean, that's that's the uh, you know Brent. Brent is more. Uh, he'll paint the picture and he'll give you you know like analytics and he'll give you more of the you know if you're the football you want you want the what what happened. Where I'm more of the like if I'm listening to the game, I want the entertainment. and The other guy was more entertaining, so that's just me
2: I think those two go hand in hand I want the football and the entertainment hey, I,
5: sometimes they don't Shane is what is all business sometimes it's all business you know you, you don't guys. need no
3: stinking fluff I
5: I well I mean sometimes I need some fluff
2: what do you got in that head DB what are you about to say
3: not a darn thing <laughs> they're paid positions. Right <laughs> they're paid positions for that Shane <laughs> you wouldn't have to work very hard
5: uh, but to answer your question, I mean he does. He's fine, you know. I mean he's a legend.
2: So,
3: how about a beer?
2: How about a beer? How about we talk about the offensive line?
3: Offensive, over at o- offensive line is good, and I like yeah, O line. We
2: heard Donovan Rayola speak last week, and you know I even said I, I can't remember who we were talking to if it was Mike Schaefer or Brandon Vogel, but I said people are still asking, asking me at least, why is Rayola back? And I thought that answer was squash when Matt Rule came out and said, well, I didn't think they were that bad. Um, But apparently not. So, you know, I guess the simplest answer I gave is if somebody on your team advocated for you at work, DB, to keep your job despite having a bad quarter, would that stick out to your employer too? Like the players in this case advocated Mm -hmm. to Coach Rule that Donovan Rayola is more than what we saw last year. You don't just take a piece of the pie and say it's cold in the middle. You check the whole pie, cook it a little longer to get it just right. Maybe that's what is happening now. You put the pie back into the oven because you're getting everything just right.
3: I wish I knew like the real timeline between what I think they felt like the players wanted and, and Coach Satterfield and Coach Rayla hitting it off. Was it kind of in conjunction? Because Coach Satterfield liked Coach Rayola right away, and and remember, it's Coach Satterfield that said, "Hey, listen, man, I came to Lincoln with every intention of needing a new offensive line coach." After sitting down with Coach Rayola, I'm like, "We don't need a new offensive line coach." How did one of my favorite Coach rayola esque answers in the presser the other day was? Hey, what was it about you and Coach Satterfield? He's like, "Look, man, I believe the same things." That's it. Next question.
2: <laughs> That's it. Period. I <laughs> just like
3: it's just vintage. It's just vintage, Doc. I call him Doc sometimes, just because of Dr. But um, you you know for the for the, for the players and it's you know exciting. you don't have any seniors, right? Especially now that that Anthony Lynn's gone. So I mean, your junior class, you got Ben Hart and Corcoran and. Piper, Norelli, and, and now you've got Scott in the fold. And everybody else is a is a soft on down with Litovsky and Prohaska. Uh, we'll see what happens with, with, with Jacob Hood and Justin Jenkins who are, are in the fold. And then that whole new young group with Gatula, Knutson, Sledge, Goldman, and Masterjack uh, who's still on the offensive side of the line right now. So you have –
2: you have depth and young depth.
3: And you kind of have now got a nice little blend of some guys with some playing. I mean, Ben Hart, Corcoran, Piper, Norelli, and Ben Scott have played a ton of football. Teddy Prohaska is very very well maybe kind of your future. Uh, that was the one guy that I felt like Coach Rayola kind of gushed about a little bit for him. You know, he kind of is pretty measured with accolades. seemed like he was, he was pretty happy about – the progress of Teddy and and Latovsky's had a, a lot of playing experience. So and they've
2: liked his winter workouts.
3: So you 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 know right away you've got seven guys, seven good names. You know and I listen I, I I hear I can hear it now. Oh man, you know are we really trusting you know guys like Ben Hart and he's been this and he's been that and this man a, a, another year with the same voice with a scheme that may accentuate or play better to your strengths, all bets are off, right? I mean, you could still there, – there's there's still room for growth and there's still room for improvement. But I think having a minimum of seven guys that you can trot out there and play, that's a good place to start because look at the games that they've got under their belt. Got some experience.
2: And Ben took a lot of – criticism last year and his video started to surface late yeah. in the year yeah. on you know it does is his head this, that, in the right this, space? this that and the other getting right. off the ball yeah but you know at the end of the day that common voice is a real it's a real thing because you know at this point you're dealing with somebody that can improve now in the off season with the same person with a new coaching staff and how often have we seen somebody have a bad year go back into the lab, regroup, re-coordinate themselves, maybe find themselves, go into a dark place, perhaps, come out three days later. (laughs) How often have you seen, you know, kind of come-to-yourself moments, come-to-Jesus moments and say, you know, it's it's this year or no year. And, And, you know, I'm not saying that it's a, Bryce, you get it done this year or you don't, you're You're getting replaced or or you get moved, whatever it is. I'm not saying that that's what's been told, but you'd have to think that, you know, Bryce acknowledges that he didn't have the best season last year and he's ready to work with these guys once again and prove that he belongs on that line.
3: So, and just in coaching, having done this so long, my glass stays half full. Like, I don't, I I typically try to just, I mean, you got to coach him up because I've seen, I've seen really good eighth graders not be very good freshmen. I've seen, just okay eighth graders be really good freshmen. I've seen good juniors not be very good seniors. I've seen okay juniors be very good seniors. And so I think as a coach, and I'm like this in education, and I I said this before, right? I get the whole usually the best indicator of future performance is past behaviors. But if it were truly that case, we would just stay where we are. We would just be lifelong stagnant. And so I always believe just because things have been doesn't mean they always will be. So I'm looking forward to it, especially when Coach Rule gives me these little clues in his press conferences and things where, you know, you talk about marrying the offense and sequential play calling to your team's skill set and what you want them to do, what you think they're good at. He's got a good eight weeks in terms of strength and conditioning, so he's watched body movements. Uh, Spring ball is still a couple of weeks away where you can have guys still kind of grow and mature in terms of their movements. There's a reason I think he looks at all the different type of run games that he's been looking at since he's been here because he's going to see what styles fit with how his guys move. So, therefore, I'm always going to think guys can be better. We will talk wide receiving room tomorrow,
2: which is loaded, but as we... With bodies. With bodies, correct. I don't know
3: about production.
2: But when we get into the 9.30 segment and talk combine, wait to hear what I have to say about what Coach Rule is able to do and has been able to do in regards to development and sticking through that development from freshman year on to senior year. That's coming your way, but first, we're talking to Shelby Mass. Next on Coffee and Cream.
0: Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning.
1: Fifteen, and the ball game comes to a close. Michigan State, over the final thirteen minutes and thirty seconds, outscores the Huskers thirty-five to twelve. To take the win 80 to 67. Fighting
0: oh, somehow came away
1: with it and now has a thousand career points. Maybe no bucket
4: bigger than that one for KU. Timeout. Timeout. Missed it. Bradley lost the rebound. Dagenhart Hart to Smith. And Boise State
0: is gonna come back and beat number 18, San Diego State.
2: DB, who was tapping their ring finger yesterday? That,
3: I think it was Jalen Wilson. It was
2: Jalen Wilson. And I how s- many I times s- do you think he tapped his ring finger after that game yeah. when KU clinched a share of the Big 12? I just title? was
3: in awe of the red uniforms. and
2: I thought it was Texas Tech at first when I
3: flipped th- th- over to the I c- game. I kind of like those. They look kind of sweet. Kind of like when Craig goes to the powder blue. I like kind of that, yeah. that accent color that that gets prominent. That, that They look no sweet. Doubt. That That's a – I'm telling you, man, self is doing some self things.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. This is one of my favorite times of year. When March rolls around, you get the best basketball. It's a one-and-done tournament, my favorite way to operate. And I love going over just the different scenarios, the different hypotheticals, where teams could land, and we get to do that today with Shelby Mast. He joins the show. Shelby, good morning.
3: Good morning, guys. Shelby, we're still gonna be buddies, man. We I've been talking to you for some years and this isn't like when you know Nebraska's fan base is on you a couple years ago about a 48 net ranking. It's man, you got my tar heels as the first four out, man. I'm, He's not the only one. I'm I'm in my feels. <laughs> you know, Northwestern gets rid of Nance and they get better. We get Pete Nance and he becomes this integral part, man. Am I gonna be okay, Shelby?
6: I don't know. We're <laughs> in the same spot where uh, with about a game ago or two games ago, somebody had them out, including me, and they got a couple of wins, a couple of wins in the tournament, and that eight seed, and you see what happened then.
2: Well they're turning some heads right now, are they not? I mean the the way that they are finally starting to pick up some rhythm this late in the season, could you see them getting out of the first four, uh, out and getting to the first four in? I could. Uh, the
6: game against Duke is a big game. You've got to win that. If they don't win that you have to win the ACC tournament and put them about on the line.
3: Shelby, you've done this a long. You, 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 we still got you there, Shelby. You gear. Okay, there you go. Hey, you've done this a long time. What? How difficult? What's more difficult right now for you, the two line or the three line? When it comes to seeds, they seem pretty interchangeable.
6: Yeah, they really, they really are. Uh, my biggest thing for the past week has been Purdue and UCLA. I, I'm just looking at their resume. Baylor has stuck any more quadrants than UCLA has the best record. I, it's come down to this weekend the last one.
2: Too. As you look at the conferences here to Shelby, you know, the Big 12 may not have every Team or the most amount of teams in regards to the bracket, but they sure as heck have the ones and twos, and if not, the majority of the twos. If you're depending on what bracket you're looking at, you have Baylor in the ones with KU, and then you have K State that dropped out uh, into the threes. But for the most part, they're right around that vicinity. Do you think the Big Twelve is running it right now?
6: It kind of seems that way. I mean, you're saying I they won't have the most, and but they'll have the highest. And so it seems that conference, the group during the season, so we know who the best. And it's just food so tough. Conference
3: and talking with Shelby Mass, he's got bracketwag.com, man, and it is current and up to date. I'm, I'm going right to the five line where. I see the Creighton Blue Jays sitting there at 18 and 11. But I'm looking at the fives as comps. Creighton, Miami, who very well may be the best team in the ACC, uh, at least with some upside. And no disrespect to Duke because I am fearful of this healthy Duke bunch. But then you go with St. Mary's and Iowa State right there. When you look at the five line, it seems like some discrepancy with records but the metrics seem to play out.
6: Yeah, the... Become kind of metrics... I, I love it or hate it. Lean towards hate. Everything is based on it doesn't seem like I chest is used anymore. thrown uh, around, but not much. Uh, everything metrics-based. I, I like
2: Everybody watches... Day one, Shelby, and they wait for the upset. They want to they know who gets the upset. And based on who you have in the lower seed set right here, Oral Roberts is a team that a lot of people are not sleeping on coming out of the summit. Colgate's another team that has been on my radar. That's your radar. And that's a team that plays defense but can also score the basketball. Charleston's been in the top 25 this year already. Out of all of the lower seeds, who do you think is going to be the one, if you had to choose, to deliver an upset? On Thursday?
6: Well, I think well, probably probably. I don't know if I can see that big of an update. Mm. Frank, but I eliminate that team. Break is solid. And whoever comes to uh, Drake or Brad, going to get some team. Utah Valley
3: is not. Uh, Southern Midwest been up uh, there. Hey, hey, Shelby, we're getting a little breakup. We're going to hang up and call you right back and see if we can't get a better connection. We'll call you right back. Okay. Thanks, Shelby. Hey, thanks, Shelby. Uh, the, I'm going to get right into it. Does it surprise you that Michigan is in as much trouble as they are? They are out right now. and He's got them, I think, as the last four in. I saw ESPN last night having them out. And so there's a lot of discrepancy for Michigan where if you looked at this season that – Juan Howard was starting with, you have to be like, hey, I know you guys haven't been all the way healthy and, and you know, you need a healthy jet, but, man. I'll tell you Michigan what. Michigan just has not been able to get it going.
2: I'll tell you what, DB. North Carolina flip-flopping with Michigan right now wouldn't shock me if, like, if we went through an update today, we, you know, restarted everything, filled in the blanks. Wouldn't shock me if UNC takes that spot for last four in. And Michigan falls the first four out.
3: Nah, we got to figure out how to make sure that the wheels don't fall off. You're heading into ACC play. we got Shelby back, Shane. Yep, yep, yep. Shelby, you there? How's, how do we sound? Is that okay? I, I'm i better. Hey, there we go. Yeah, that sounds there a lot, we go.
2: lot better for us.
3: We were just talking off air, Shelby. I'm surprised uh, that Michigan is in as much trouble as they are. I looked at a couple of mock brackets last night. They weren't in it. You have them kind of fighting. They're the last four in with Nevada SC and Arizona State. When you look at this Michigan team, how much work do they still have left to do?
6: I think, I think they still need to win a game in the regular season, maybe one or two in the tournament. Uh, they're not safe by any stretch, but I have them in it now just barely.
2: Shelby, who do you think comes out of the Sun Belt? Uh, because – you know, Marshall's been another team that's been on my radar for a long time, and, uh, you know, now I'm starting to think maybe it's Raging Cajun country. I'm curious to know who you like coming out of the Sun Belt.
6: Uh, Marshall's been on my radar pretty much all season, too, The Southern Miss has been playing well all year. A few slip-ups here and there, but they've won 25 games. Being overlooked that,
3: Shelby, I know you're numbers guy. You crunch them for a living, but... My eyeballs tell me Villanova is really good right now. They're not – I mean, they're trying to play for an at-large, not even in the field. I mean, they've got to make a significant run, even though they're just now starting to get healthy. Is that kind of how you see it?
6: Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. Been struggling all year. They piled up some losses, but they're getting hot at the right time. And if I put on my website last night – the Villanova is now in play. Um, I can't overlook them anymore. I better not sleep on them. They're they're coming on the teams that they, that they need to beat. Uh, I don't know if they can get that large, but we win the Big East tournament.
2: Shelby, you know, DB brought it up earlier about Miami possibly being the best team in the ACC. But if you look at the conference standings, it's Pittsburgh right now, and they've played a. Uh, I don't want to call it a lighter schedule, but um, I think they've taken advantage of teams when they've been at their worst, at least in the ACC this year. You have them slotted in at nine, which is that, in, uh, as a general public, is that doing Pittsburgh an injustice by having them at nine and having Miami so high at five? I, I
6: don't know. I, I think Miami has had a better overall year and better teams. Um, Miami took that bad loss of the weekend. That was a stinker, uh, and Pittsburgh's got a bad loss. I think two, maybe, uh, but they just haven't played as tough schedule. And Miami is, has two fewer losses and two more wins. Uh, that's that's the main difference. For me.
3: So I mean, it's interesting because I mean you have to play the numbers game, but I think one of the things that has drawn the ire of the fan base, and it's always new metrics, right? You're trying to evolve and. You know, we figured out that we think the RPI is antiquated and we've got these new formulas. But the one that it seems to be driving people crazy because they don't understand the fluctuation, the whole quad thing seems to come back into discussion. When you're looking at quad one, quad two, quad three, quad fours, do you like kind of the evolution of, of using the quad system as it stands currently as a good baseline metric?
6: It's not the worst but I'm not sold on it. I mean, if the committee's gonna look at a team I'm gonna just pick one, let's say Duke. beat Duke when they're ranked twenty nine, it's a quad one win. But later on they lose another game and they fall to thirty three. Well now that's a quad two win. You you beat Duke when they were good when they were good. You know, that's that should be all the data. And I understand why they're doing this. The sorting tool, I, I'm not sold on that because they can't release the formula. Part of it is AI learning, and I can't. I can't get behind a computer learning how good a team is. me,
3: Sh- I'm looking at kind of the Big Ten. Andrew and I we're, were we've been talking about this the last couple of days. It seems like Michigan State. Has the most room for growth, right? They've been, they had the most things to overcome early in terms of injuries. But when we talk to national guys, they love Illinois in terms of kind of being that team. I personally like Indiana, and that's withstanding what I saw Iowa do to them last night. When you look at the Big Ten, what do you like? Is Purdue that team? Because they seem vulnerable. I don't think Purdue is.
6: If if I had to pick the winner of the national champ right now, for me it's Indiana, despite what happened last night. Uh, Everybody has a bad game, and it was a bad game for them. But they have been one of the better teams. They've got a star player who can lead that team, put them on his back. Uh, That's my favorite to win it all right now. Yeah, Iowa
2: didn't miss
3: either. What What's the difference between what Trace Jackson Davis does for Indiana and Zach Edy for Purdue? Is it simply about the supporting cast?
6: I think it is. And Zach Eady, it's not completely one-dimensional, but most of his shots are within the basket. Trace Jackson Davis will step back and take a three every now and again to keep a team honest. uh Zach is player, I'd love to have him on my team, but uh, he's a little more
2: dimensional. We're talking to Shelby Mass, Bracketologist for USA Today and BracketWag.com, at BracketWag on Twitter. Shelby, Marquette has been a team that everybody undervalued going into this season. They were in pre-ranked ninth to come out of the Big East, and here they are now sitting in your rankings at a third Three, They are top 10 in the country. But my question to you is, do you think they've peaked too early based on the early expectations that were set on them? Or do you think they have momentum going into March that maybe another team like Kentucky has right now? I, I, I kind of think they've got momentum.
6: I mean, you're right. Everybody's slept on them, included. Uh, they weren't near the bracket. They they didn't register, and now they this this year they've done a phenomenal job. A friend of mine that says he never trusts Marquette. He's been awful quiet this year. So,
3: <laughs> Shelby, this one's interesting because they have zero bad losses. I they're ten and seven versus quad one teams. They've so, they've. They've gotten through the Chris Beard situation in Austin. They've got a big one coming up. Metrics like Texas, the net rankings like Texas, you got them firmly entrenched as the third of the two seeds, at least as I'm kind of reading the bracket. Do you like Texas? I do. They're a good team, and when Chris Beard was –
6: Ousted, uh, I I think everybody kind of thought they'd take a step back and take a while to regroup, and they didn't. They've got some very impressive wins. They have kept going. Uh, I just don't know if this can before the Final Four. i I'll be surprised if they do, but they're they're playing very well.
2: I've seen a lot of people, Shelby, have Houston as their winner, Alabama as their winner, and Baylor as their winner, all one seeds. Is this another year of a one seed like we saw last year with KU? Or because of how wide open the field has been all season in college basketball, do you think that it's going to be someone that isn't a one seed?
6: I think it's going to be someone that's not a one seed. You don't have that one or two teams that are just blowing everybody away every game everybody's kind of even you know there is differential between the seed lines but for the most part they're pretty even and i think it's going to make a great tournament
3: uh shelby i'll get you out of this just another big east question we were talking to we were talking to our Creighton beat writer the other day and we were kind of going through teams in the big east that have a maybe gear is too strong of a word but A little something left that we haven't seen before. And he referenced UConn and said, hey, listen, I think we forgot how good UConn was early in the season. Now the backcourt play is kind of steady. They've got some horses that they can go to. How do you like UConn in terms of are they in that Michigan State category where they can take it up another notch? Or you think the, the body of work is what it is?
6: I think they've done a great job. They started off the year undefeated for 14 games, I think, and they had a stretch where they lost six in a row, I think. But they have turned it around, right in the ship. Uh, whatever you use, uh, they—they're a tough team, and I think that is right. That a lot of people have forgot about them, um, but don't sleep on them in March.
3: Mm.
2: Shelby Mass, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much, and hopefully we talk again soon. Glad you did, guys. Thank- Th- thanks, Shelby. See, that's why I love talking brackets. You get all the way up and down the charts, DB, of nearly every college basketball conference, every college basketball team, and because of the fluctuation that we've seen this year, I still have no real grasp on what I'm going to do when I have to fill out my bracket.
3: Yeah, and it's interesting, right? I mean, if you go to to, to, to uh, com, you can kind of see it, and it was last updated. Um uh this week i think the 28th so yesterday um last night there's a couple of little surprises you know west virginia um who i you know i just was talking about them last week against uh, who'd they get blown out by was it okie state like ah, they were kind of Oklahoma state they just i see i don't (laughs) they're just a
2: team that when things are going wrong, they are going wrong. Like they can't find a, they can't buy a bucket, they can't defend. But when things are going right, I'm like, man, this team could upset anyone.
3: So of the power conferences that are supposed to be good, you realize that the Big Twelve is the one I feel like I have the least handle on, because I, it's it's hard for me to look at like TCU. I, I mean, I like K State because I mean they got a bona fide bucket getter, and I think they've won like three in a row. I don't love Iowa State. They're not. They're trending in the wrong direction. Um, and I certainly don't know how to. How many in a row is Okie State lost? Four or five? Like I don't know. Not good. Even I, though they had that comeback. Outside of like Kansas, Baylor, and Texas, I don't know how good I think. How I don't know how good I think the Big Twelve is. Now I do tell you the team that would scare me that doesn't get a lot of national run in the Big 12 is Kansas State. Because yeah. uh, they do have a bona fide bucket getter. And we can debate whether he should have been in Lincoln or not. We won't get into that. But <laughs> that team does scare me a little bit. I just don't feel like I have a good handle on the middle of that pack. That's
2: the same with me with UCLA. I just see, I,
3: see, I like – you know me. I'm,
2: and I like UCLA, and I, I've liked I them like, from the very beginning. I like UCLA. But going back to just the point you just made, how good – Is the Pac-12.
3: And I get it, especially with teams like SC on the bubble and Arizona State, right? It's like Arizona State just went into Tucson and won. Um, And, you know, Arizona has some of those head-scratching losses, but they're a juggernaut offensively. No doubt. You know what? I like UCLA because I think they're athletic enough on the wing. They're good in the backcourt. And Jaime Jaquez has been there and done that. I talked about Tiger Campbell. He's found a way to take some minutes off his legs. I think he'll be good for the stretch run. And I think this is a team, because of the last couple of years, and this happens sometimes, and basketball affords you this luxury. They kind of just go through the motions because they've been there and done that for a couple of years in a row. And I think they're waiting to step on the gas. Now, we'll see if that bites them in the bunda, but – they just strike me as this team that's just getting by but is capable because they have all the pieces. Jaime Jaquez
2: strikes me as a Drew Timmy lookalike on the floor, uh, somebody that plays the guard position but plays bigger as he gets into the lane. He may not be the fastest as he gets to the rack, but he's he is a true scorer, and he's somebody that that offense runs through.
3: Uh, if you gave me two teams to pick, uh, and I, I'm kicking myself for doing it because – They're everything that I'm. uh, That I don't like is I'm. I'm not sure on their their toughness, but I like UCLA and I like Gonzaga. Drives me crazy to pick two West Coast teams, kind of
2: off-ball teams.
3: But I like you know if you know for two if I gave you two picks, Mm -hmm. okay. So one for margin of error. Like what two teams are you taking? I would take Alabama. So is everybody. I don't um, trust
2: them. But I also like Baylor a lot, too. But I'm not going to take both one seeds because I think
3: that is, see, I, Baylor's I, another team I don't really trust.
2: See, they, the way that just they play and they shoot so many threes. Yeah, but they make up for a lot of their mistakes on defense. Um, I like Bama. I mean, who doesn't like how well Brandon Miller's been playing despite everything that's been going on on the. Uh, on, the back end, away from basketball. Uh, another team I really like, and I've kind of rode this for a while, but it's Texas A&M. A&M's a team that, you know, has kind of just been doing enough to get by right now, but I think they have more to give.
3: Do you remember a month and a half ago, the team in the Big Ten that I said I was captivated by the most, but I'm not sure. Illinois. No. It was Iowa. And they went through this lull. I'm like, I have no idea who they are because they won't defend. And now they're back to this miracle comeback against Michigan State, down 11 with 59 seconds to play. It was
2: the stare down.
3: And then they annihilate the folks in Bloomington. They're probably a 7 or an 8. They're interesting, too, at 19 and 11. I feel like the last
2: time we talked to Brian Edwards, though, you were in on Illinois, especially because – Everybody
3: else is in on Illinois. They're okay.
2: Hey, we'll change gears. We'll talk combine next.
0: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show. 888-638-4876 if you'd like to get involved. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. Powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers, and we're happy to have you with us. 9.29, the official clock here at Hale Varsity Club. The sun is out. The sun is shining. Is it supposed to be nice today? I think so. It's always a nice day, though, when you get to talk with Damon Benning, right? Uh not. No, right? Depen- that, that's what it is?
3: Depends on who you ask.
2: I don't know. I, I feel like I always have a good time. <laughs> well, <laughs> Whether you throw shade or not, I'm having a great time.
3: I'm a shade, shade. So we're in, we're in the low 40s up until Sunday. Sunday, we, we may see 50. Then, it, then it chills off a little bit next week. I think we're 48 tomorrow. We're 41, or today, we're 41 tomorrow.
2: Well, over the weekend in Milwaukee, it's supposed to snow. Yeah. So As
3: long as you get some Embed and some Giannis.
2: Yep. And I watched his highlights last night, and I'm like, dude, oh, how, he is back.
3: Dude, how good is Giannis, though? Um, he's is that a freak. That's 15 in a row. Do you fear the deer? Uh, yes. That's the second time in a couple of years that they've won 15 in a row, though. Isn't that weird? Like, they're regulars. They're, he's unguardable. But that's how I feel about Embiid. You picked a good one. Not bad. Yeah. Who would they beat? They, uh, they beat Brooklyn. I yeah. know you're not all in on the NBA, but I think the Bucs beat Brooklyn. I can
2: follow along, though. I play 2K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, nah, I'm just kidding. No, I watch the highlights. I just won't sit down and watch a regular season NBA game. I don't
3: know you're one of those. It's, Unless it's in person, it's cool to hate on the NBA. I get it, especially here locally. It's like not, it's hard. It's hard it's not a to, hate.
2: It's a personal preference. It's
3: hard to find. If you gave me
2: NHL or NBA, I'm taking NHL all day.
3: That's tough. It Depends on who's. Did Did you by any chance catch any of the Calgary Boston last night? No. I think shots were 58 19. In favor of Calgary. Calgary, is my former mother-in-law used to like say. Like on goal or just
2: total shots?
3: Yeah. And they lost, 4-3 in overtime. It was something like that. that because that the crazy. last time I looked at it, it was 3-2 Calgary heading in the third period. It was – I'm I'm close. I can't wait to look this up. This That would be insane. I'm, oh, uh, my – I'm close. Goodness. What was 57
2: it? 57 shots
3: against – for Allmark, and he had 54 saves. Yeah. And how many? What so What? so? 20! Yeah, I knew I was close. You're insane! I knew it. Cause I'm like, I, there's no way that's right. And they lost.
2: How do you shoot the puck 57 times Get and it only it score on three goals?
3: Get it on net. Boston may, and at this juncture in the season, it's not lucky, but man. I'm not they,
5: surprised when it comes to that team.
3: Man, do they come They're yeah. unbelievable.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <sighs>
2: Rangers are trying to do all they can to compete right now
3: listen i see, I kind of like them because um of all the trades they're building they and they have some depth let's now. see if
2: they live up to expectation though because they sacrifice they sacrificed
3: yeah. youth for a win yeah. and it's and it's got to come relatively soon too 'cause and Igor is a stud. You built now.
2: He he was
3: pegged as a youngin too, and he's he's delivered. Oh
2: yeah, and uh, you know they've built around their lineup. You know what's crazy too, and I know we're gonna talk. We'll get to the combine here in (laughs) in one minute, but I want to just make this point, and then we'll we'll change gears. I was talking with a buddy two days ago, and he goes, "Man, they need to realign the Western and Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference is so much better." than the Western Conference, and I'm like, well, you know, geographically, (laughs) that's how those are built. It's not like, hey, let's just grab this team, put them here, Mm -hmm. but, you know, to some degree, I was like, yeah, you know, the Eastern Conference this year in particular is the one that it's like, hey, if this team doesn't get into the playoffs, but the Winnipeg Jets do with, you know, 8 to 10 to 15 less points, that's
3: just the nature of the beast sometimes. (laughs) So, like, when you look at uh, hockey odds. How many teams do you look at in the West that you think could actually win the Stanley Cup? Uh, that I, you, not, not that you have to convince yourself, but that you feel good that they're in the hunt to win a Stanley Cup. Do you want me Cup? to give you
2: a number or the team itself?
3: The teams. Well, you can give me a number. You can roughly give me a number. I don't expect you to know off the top I of I would melon. say
2: uh, I think the Avalanche could go back to back.
3: How many in a row have they won? Not sure. Six? I think um, they've won six in a row. Six in a well,
2: row. They've been doing you some good correct. things. Yeah,
3: I know. I know. You, the you, Avalanche
2: are that team, uh, and probably the only team I feel confident about well, in they, the Western conference. And they
5: jumped up like four spots in the standings just on over the weekend.
3: Do you th- are over, the, Cali- over the flames. Do you have to convince yourself or do you think the Vegas Knights are capable of I
2: think the Knights are capable, but I just have never liked the Knights. And I don't like their roster. I don't hmm. like their lineup.
3: Let me give you one more. The Kings? No. I don't think they're capable. Now, again, this is where you don't have to convince me and give me scenarios. You just right. say one name, and I say yes or no. Stars or the Wild? Stars. Okay, so I think there's probably three teams in the West that can win. Now you go over to the East, and it gets hectic in a hurry. You know
2: why? I mean, outside of the Avalanche, you have offensive firepower. The Stars don't really have that. But why are they in that cat conversation? because of Jake Odinger. Yeah,
3: and they know how to play, right? If they want to grind, they can they can grind you a little bit.
2: Then you have the rookie over in Vegas who's been playing unreal.
3: I don't I don't even want to jinx him, but I'm going to ask it out loud. Do the maple Leafs finally get over the hump? Dude, the I t- don't <laughs>
2: know. They always go all in and they're I don't know sti- how you don't win they're sti- with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. He I don't he know he how
3: you don't win. They're starting to get hot.
2: Though. I thought they were gonna trade for Patrick Kane. Like I know all the rules for aff- the Rangers. I don't think they
3: could afford him.
2: Yeah, well how much is on his contract? Like two mil? Yeah. Two point
3: four? Are you just gonna you're gonna rent him in your clubhouse? of or of the of the young kind of not so young anymore guys. Yeah, I don't know about that.
2: You, they it would have been a total Maple
3: Leafs move. I think you have to have you better have a good clubhouse for him, it seems. I don't know the guy, we don't hang out. It's not like we, you know, he's he's taking me out to eat or anything. Well, probably' probably with some nice steaks in Chicago, steakhouses in Chicago.
5: Just remember when it comes to getting that cup, sometimes it's easier to go through a not not as easy to go through a uh, a, a, side, yeah, a gauntlet, yeah. A gauntlet like that cuz your teams are going to get banged up. They're probably going to go, you know, the full series on each series. It's going to be it's going to be tough just to get to the cup out of the East.
2: No doubt. Hey, do you watch the combine? Like are you an avid watcher like I sit down in front of the TV or is it on in the background?
3: All in. All in on combines.
2: I think it depends on who what day it is for me. Yeah. Like, I, I love Saturday because you have those skill positions quarterback, wide receiver. Um, I'm not as much dialed in in the early week. It's probably more of a background thing for me. Like, I'm not like, hey, everything turn off. Phone aside, laptop aside, I'm watching the television. But for the most part, I'll, it's i It's like easy the for me
3: because it's in my library. So I can always go back and watch. And sometimes. You know, I I always talk about this with people. Like, do you want combines to validate what you see on film or to have to make people go back and watch the film? And I think you always want it to validate the tape. So um, that's kind of what I sometimes like to go back and and, and, and look for. And, heck, I was paying attention a couple weeks ago when – was it Chuck Smith and a couple guys who, who had the HBCU combines a couple weeks ago that I was paying attention oh, yeah. to? And so – I I like that stuff. I'm not like a an underwear Olympics workout, like have it be linear kind of guy. But I do think, you know, I I, I do Practice like facility for the Saints. Yeah, I do like to see if, um, you know, athleticism meets production. So I always like that. And have that's it kind the of library. the
2: the conversation surrounding Trey Palmer is yeah, he's athletic, he's fast, but the biggest knock scouts have given him are can he the football in a contested environment
3: so you know what else is interesting i kind of heard this late especially a couple weeks ago people wonder now this is backwards is he as fast in real life as what it's what the rumors are and how he plays on tape because i you know at the at the senior bowl like there were days that people thought he lacked explosiveness and i was like if he's doing it on tape that should be what matters. So it just I guess it depends on now he does he has had a case of it's not the dropsies, but consistency in terms of catching the football have been a little bit of a thing. And I think even Nebraska fans would say that. Let's
2: just say speed I don't think is a factor. I know people have questioned it, but this is a guy that thinks he's going to run a low 4-3, 4-2 at the combine. So
3: who was the guy that Nebraska fans took to task on Twitter that was reporting from the Senior Bowl? And he clapped back at Nebraska fans about. and And he got into trying to explain. Why he felt that way. Over, like, what he felt like the hype was surrounding versus what he's actually seeing. Not the fact that he wasn't.
2: And it's because (laughs) all Nebraska Nebraska fans fans got were clips of Trey Palmer's best stuff. And he's like, I've been sitting here all day. And I've been, I have a larger sample size to go off of why I said this.
3: And so I thought that that kind of became a thing, which is why, like, oh, let's see what happens when he goes against Riley Moss and guys like that, who I still think. Moss is going to go inside of two rounds.
2: We're going to talk wide receiving room tomorrow on the show. Three for sure. Matt Rule, signees from his 2018 recruiting class, posted the fastest 40-yard dash times, and wide receivers were a part of that room. So uh, if you stick around and develop, you can be a pretty He's got good to. Sunday guy. Uh, coming up next, two for you.
0: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show, 888-638-4876. If you'd like to get involved, it's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. And now it's time to hear from you. We want to give you a chance to take home some gift cards courtesy of Hale Varsity Club. We do it every Wednesday. Normally it's to close the show. It's two for you, one of DB's favorite games, one of Shayner's favorite games uh, well, maybe not Shane. See, he struggles with this. Is uh, this, th- is this the game
3: where I have to write stuff down? <laughs> yes, Shane. It would, this would be the game that you have to write stuff down. Well, if down. I knew
5: how to write, it would probably be pretty easy. So I guess i probably got to get up, go get paper and pen, and get ready for this.
3: <laughs> I sharpened my pencil. Do you like it? It's my non-mechanical pencil.
2: You are probably one of the only... You know, I shouldn't say that because I don't know if high schoolers or grade schoolers to still use it, but one of the only people I know that use a number two pencil.
3: Yeah, it's not my preference, but I was at the high school late last night, and we have a old school pencil sharpener in the coach's office. So I had to get my pencil game right. It was driving me crazy writing with a nub. Have you ever had to write with a nub? It's like...
2: yes. But I pressed and, out and when my, I And my other one that I had quickly. that
3: was the, my other one that I had that was pink. I think you kind of low key shame me for having. shamed you? Shamed?
2: I never once, never once would I have done that. It's mechanical.
3: This is my kind of my jam. I used to put it in my ear. People were like, why do you have a pencil or or magenta or pink or purple or fuchsia pencil in your? ear? It's like it's for decoration. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs>
2: for decoration okay
3: (laughs) so people ask me about my earrings it's my patented answer decoration
2: sure you're not trying to tell us something or
3: no no i would just tell you exactly (laughs) i like wearing a fair
2: point. (laughs) hey did it hurt when they got put in
3: no i didn't have them in for 20 years
2: like you let the whole form back up and then it didn't it never closed oh well that's nice
3: So, and I only did it because when Zoe got her ears pierced a couple years ago, uh, she wanted somebody to do it with her. And so I said, oh, look, Daddy, I'll put these in and before you know it, she had earrings because we waited a little too long before we got them for her. So then she was terrified. (laughs) You either go super early or you wait till they're old enough to know better. We were like in the middle at two. Wow, that's early. No, it's late. You want to do it early before they know any better. She's just cognizant enough you of think what's going two on to
2: Is is late?
3: I, far be it from me to be the expert, but I think most people would think two, two and a half is late for girls.
2: Maybe I know my sisters never got their ears pierced until they were in high school
3: WWBD
2: I know they were in grade school and
3: Barry and probably wasn't having it uh, yeah <laughs> right and I mean, my,
2: my, my oldest sister got a, got a ring in the, in the tummy
3: yeah and, uh, how'd Barry feel about that
2: well, he, let's just say he's like I wouldn't have done that <laughs> no she has since uh, had that removed I think that's closed up I don't know Talking rings, <laughs> piercings, and everything else here on the show this morning.
3: Uh, oh, shoot, Shane. Play the music. Uh, well, uh, let's
2: talk about somebody first before we play the music. Okay. Who do we need to talk about before we play this game? Trent. <laughs> nope. Well, Trenton, maybe he maybe he'll call in. I was thinking Dingman's Collision Center.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, my my faves. Yeah, Dingman's Collision Center. I wonder if Darcy's back from vacation. She can see that the cars piling up on the hundred twentieth Street location because uh, apparently the ice and the snow got some folks uh, the last couple of weeks. So if that's you, make sure you stop into Dingman's Collision Center. So good at what they do. My favorite was actually actually you know kind of talked me down off the ledge from being there after my free oil chains that ended up being worth two tires so they can do that for you it's not just a db thing Um, they are good to you again four great locations the main locale where they'll do everything is on 120th and maple so make sure you stop on by don't let the cars out front discourage you Um, sometimes they're waiting on parts so you never know like if it's that's work that they've got to do right now just stop in and ask the questions and Locally owned and operated over 25 years. That's a quarter of a century. When you do it that long, you're obviously pretty good and well-trusted Something at, like that. at what you do. It's Dingman's.
2: Hey, you know, the bosses are probably going to be happy that nobody called in because we aren't going to give away money. Yeah, but I want to give away money today, so give us a call, 888 638 I want somebody to win
3: just so they can have the, the, tie, the PB&J wings.
2: So that they can tell you how it is?
3: Well, I felt like we had an educational moment with the wings yesterday. Did I change your world? I changed Shane's world, Uh, going from breaded to non-breaded.
2: You did a while back because I've had the breaded before, but not until you told me about it. Probably did you get
3: them with no sauce?
2: Yeah, sauce on the side.
3: Shane called it a game changer.
2: It is a game changer. It's it's, it traps in the heat. You pull it apart and it's almost it's almost a little fried chicken like.
3: Yeah, and they use their own. You dip it 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 in the batter. They use their own homemade recipe.
2: You spoke it into existence. Let's go to line one. Trent on the oh, show with it's us. It's been a couple of
3: weeks. Trent, what are you making a lot of money? Like, where have you been? Trent, where have you been, man? It's like, look at me. Where have I been? I'm working. I'm working. Tools working. To doctors, man. Like, I'm, I'm busy.
2: Trent, do you remember when <laughs> we interrupted your mind. day when you were saving a life because <laughs> Shane called the wrong number?
1: Yeah, that's good. Good time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's, pick yeah, some money. let's do it. Pick two people.
3: I'm on I'm gonna stick with uh, Andrew and D B. Let's yeah, go.
2: Good, good call. Good call. Okay, good. Dude, call. You ready to go? <laughs> 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 Shut up, Jade. I'm I will so do better. that. Right. Right. DB. I'm ready. Something that comes in pairs. Okay. Someone you'd see at Disney World. Okay. A common Lenten promise or something that people would give up, like a common thing. Okay. And a board game.
3: If we don't go four for four, it's your fault. I'm <laughs> no. just gonna go.
2: Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling <laughs> you. I'm just, dude, hey, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm just telling you.
2: Trent, how you feeling?
3: Hey, I like these. Yeah, it's it's, I it's good, good. Good all questions. Right, Trent, all
2: we need is two, and then we can worry about doubling down. Uh, here in a few. DB, you ready? I'm ready. Something that comes in pairs. Three, two, one. Shoes.
3: It's close. Sucks. I would take either. Yeah. Gotta, I mean, I, I would take either. Shucks. Now um, now okay. I gotta, now i got to go three or four.
2: Someone you'd see at Disney World.
3: <laughs> three, two, one. Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. All right. Shane. that's a Ding. That's for your favorite, Darcy. Can I get a ding? All right, we can't get a ding. Shane's not paying attention. Thank you, Shane.
2: (laughs) Hey, a Lenten promise or something common to give up for Lent? Three, two, one. Sweets. All right. Trent, you have that $10 gift card. Double or nothing for $20, yes or no?
3: Uh, Is this a question? Double down. Let's go. All
2: right, DB, you ready? I'm ready. A board game. Three, two, one.
3: Monopoly. Monopoly. Let's go. Let's go. Bang, $20 <laughs> to
2: you. Trent will have the gift card at the hostess stand up front whenever you want to come by. He's and, uh, constantly pick it up. eating
3: for free. So you realize that's seven out of the no. last eight that you and I have gotten because we went four for four last week. That is week. true.
2: That is true. And that first question, 50-50.
3: Yeah, that was tough. I mean, as long as Trent gets to eat for free.
2: 20 bucks. That's like Yeah, that
3: was, twice. that was a tough one, though. I would. I think I would have
2: gone socks, but... uh, Oh, (laughs) yep, because I had the right answer. That a boy, Trent. (laughs) He didn't want to hurt my feelings. Hey, Trent, thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. You guys want to do one more at
3: least Shane before this
2: thing closes up?
3: Yeah, Shane, do you want to do one or do you want to get Trent's info?
5: I don't need Trent's info. All right. He's on speed. How about
2: you and Shane play this next one?
5: Can I I tell you what I had for
2: my answers on the other
5: one?
3: Yeah, 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 Shane, tell us.
5: Well, I had a pair of ears.
3: Parted. Okay. Oh my God. I had
5: Mickey. Okay. I had meat. Isn't that the thing that everybody gives up well, on? No, Lent? you don't give up meat for Lent. You just fast from <laughs> eating meat on Friday. <laughs> See, I don't give anything up for Lent. My man I said ears. Du- I doubled down.
3: My man said ears. Are we gonna bury the lead?
5: <laughs> I know. And I said the game of life. <laughs> the game of life. Okay. Good thing you didn't play. Let's Things play that it this come time in though. Pairs. Ears. Well,
2: they I- do. You guys ready? I guess. Here we go. Start the music, Shanner. Wow. A football movie. Oh, come on. Are you serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
3: Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. Right out of the gates, huh? Okay.
5: Shane, you good? Uh, do I have my mic on? Yeah, I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a coordinator at Nebraska.
3: He doesn't know. Like currently?
5: Currently. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't know. You wouldn't know.
3: <laughs> Not a chance. All right. Not
5: you, a should, chance should, we,
2: should we replace the question? Yeah. Should I say Bob Diaco? He was hey, in the news hey, yesterday. Shane, an energy drink brand.
3: <laughs> okay, that's fair.
2: All right. A former Nebraska running back.
3: Okay. Wow. He's going to overthink it. Anyway, go, Shane.
2: Answer the question, why so blank? <laughs> I'm sorry? Answer this, why so blank? Why so blank?
3: Got it. Why so and then you say what the word is.
2: All right. Let's do it. Oh <laughs> A football gosh. movie. Three, two, one. Remember Andy the Titans. And Sunday. <laughs> I would have said remember the Titans. Fudge. That's probably me. An energy drink brand. Three, two, one.
3: Red, Red Bull. Bull.
2: Yeah. One for two. A former Nebraska running back. Three, two, one. Damon. May. Yes. Okay. Good. Jake. Good. And why so sad?
3: Serious. Serious
2: is the right answer.
3: Thank you. All aren't for you? Joining a, us. Wait a minute. Aren't you like a? You're a Joker guy, right? Like comic books.
2: Mm-hmm. That was the right answer. Why so? Why serious? so
3: sad? God, he drives me. I'm still tripping off a pair of ears. Pair of ears well. Hey, things that come in pairs. Don't you have ears. a pair of ears?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I have ears. I don't have a pair of ears. I have ears. <laughs> things
5: that- you have two ears, so you have a pair. You have a pair of ears.
3: So you have what a pair you- of eyes. I would have even taken have like eyes. aces, and that would have been. Cre- I'd have given him a point oh, for creativity. Yeah,
5: a pair of aces would have been good,
2: but I didn't have creativity. The right answer was socks.
3: Yeah, because Ben Trent said it sucks, (laughs) too. Two
2: out of three. That's fine. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. We love having fun with you. We hope you have fun, too. It's coffee and cream in the morning.